This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon, the blue apron of cocktails. Go to shakerandspoon.com and enter promo code LASER to get 20 bucks off your first order. The better intro than I could come up with, Diana. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Laser Time, the, the ninth leading pop culture show on the internet. But this is a very, very, very special time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that music means it is our annual Oscar show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Laser Time. I'm Chris Antista. Who else is with us? Coco and Blade Runner got robbed. I'm Matt Jay. <laughs> I mean, that's the last you'll hear of any of that. Uh, and and uh, who, who's our special guest this week? Uh, Michael Raparas of VGA. I'm Diana Goodman of 302010. And uh, I think, yeah, we've seen every single Oscar movie, so you don't have to. That is the tagline I usually use. Uh, I think it was a worse year than last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Maybe for the Oscar. I I considered 2017 to be... Oh, for film? Amazing. Yes, like maybe the best year for films of my adult life. Like Mm post-2007, because 07 I was 17, so I don't know if I was working at Walmart and seeing all the movies doesn't matter. I don't have a clear... I don't have a clear one that I want to win Best Picture at this point. There are three that I'm like... Yeah, I've got Please? a couple. Yeah. Three? That usually doesn't happen. I'm usually betting on one or two. I've more got like a list of, like, I really hope this doesn't win. There's, yeah. like, there's like three in those, yeah. Well, we'll tell you what we think should win at the end of this program, but what we normally do every single Oscar time. What year is it? How many years have we done this? This might be our six? fifth anniversary! Happy anniversary! Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been doing this a while. Yeah. And it's the 80th Academy Awards? 90th. 90th, 90th, 90th Academy, Academy Awards. Academy. So cool. Oh, and Henry couldn't be here because he uh, didn't see shit. <laughs> but wow. he, he was moving he, he did, got yeah. married he went to japan that was getting married he lives and, in berkeley and he had like i asked him a couple weeks ago and he's like i have to watch literally every single one and matt had done it already matt, yeah. matt did it organically i was struggling to ca- i was cramming when you guys walked in the I door i only had one catch up which was still in theaters just because i was like please don't get nominated please don't get nominated. so when they announced the nominations there was one i hadn't seen which was mm. darkest hour which uh spoilers for later fuck that movie yeah <laughs> and that's as as per usual i reserve the right to say fuck this movie and i totally looked at darkest hour i'm like ew no I'm not going to see that. Yeah, we'll yeah. I don't even want to talk about uh, it. Yeah. We'll get to it. So Maybe we'll get to it. Should we go spoilers? We should say, yeah, we're going to do spoilers. All right. This is definitely yeah. spoilers. But if I know our audience, you're not going to see most of these movies anyway. <laughs> so I've, I've seen all these movies. I feel like maybe two of them have a thing that's like a quote-unquote spoiler that might affect your yeah. enjoyment of the film but the rest mm. of them there's a lot of tone pieces there's a lot of mood pieces yeah. there's not a lot yep. in here that like telling you what happens and call me by your name will not tell you will not ruin the movie and if you had you. get yeah. out if you haven't had get out spoiled for you yet what the fuck is your yeah. problem like we you should have seen Dunkirk. the movie and what at least three of them are based on true stories so if you don't yeah. know the ending yeah the ending of dunkirk is america we won! Yeah. <laughs> we, we, um, they left. That's they what le- happens in the end of Dunkirk. <laughs> they got uh, away. The movie's about people leaving. But we will the get sequel into... sequel is Saving Private Ryan. But we will get into more of that right after this quick break. Hi everybody, Chris here. I have been getting better in the kitchen for a few years now, all except for one vital area, booze. 
or cocktails. Cocktails, rather. Classy, delicious cocktails. And that's why I'm digging Shaker and Spoon. Oh yeah, Shaker and Spoon is like the blue apron of cocktails, and you can get $20 off your first order by going to shakerandspoon.com and entering promo code LASER. Shaker and Spoon is a monthly cocktail subscription box that delivers the craft cocktail experience to your home. Every monthly box comes with three brand new original recipes created by world-class bartenders, as well as enough ingredients like syrup and bitters and mixers and garnishes, all that stuff that's crazy hard to shop for, uh, for 12 cocktails, four from each recipe. Each box revolves around one type of liquor, so all three recipes will use that same liquor for all 12 of those drinks, so you only need to add that one bottle, making for easier preparation. And be careful, one box will use up that whole bottle of liquor. No need to seek out those hard-to-find ingredients or buy full-size bottles of things you'll end up only using once. Here's a super convenient way to make really cool cocktails at your house. Shaker and Spoon is all about complex drinks made simple. You've got easy-to-follow instructions, supplemental how-to videos if you need them, and you can even learn new techniques while creating excellent craft cocktails. Order soon, people. March is coming up. So if you want to celebrate St. Patty's Day with style, you should know the March box is entitled Kiss Me, I'm Whiskey Box. I wonder what's in it. Anyway, drinking better is living better, people. And if you want to get $20 off Shaker and Spoon, you can go to shakerandspoon.com and enter the promo code LASER. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first and see, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs> the Superman ride is like riding someone's intestine being let out in the zero gravity of space. It's like disgusting, so many twists. I was wondering Holy shit! That. That's my worst nightmare came came to light. The Superman one, I, we shoot ourselves up and Charlie and I are in the second row and like I've never seen this before. The woman in front of us, the first thing that happens, we go upside down at the apex. Parts on you. Everything falls out of her. Oh, no. Of her th- oh, no. Everything. Yeah, everything. Like a lipstick and then some tampons Dude, and then a baby. It looked like a joke. It looked like a cartoon <laughs> character being shaken oh, by no. the ankle. Like she. Government secrets fall out. It, yes. <laughs> License plates, old boots. Like it was. Hillary's email. Yeah. Hillary's email server <laughs> yes. came out. Elvis. Like it all, it all came out. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time. Coming in with a little Sufjan Stevens. You know why? Because we go alphabetical. Every single Oscar time, we talk about every single Best Picture nominee in alphabetical order. The same way they're displayed on the illustrious Google. Mm, a few uh, years ago, <laughs> his name would have been better for alphabetical order, right? Which one? It would have been Cat. Cat. Instead of Sufjan. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I got yeah, so confused. Uh, <laughs> did you watch Harold and Maude by accident and think it was this year? 
<laughs> I've seen that movie many times. I love that. Isn't, that isn't it Sufjan or something? Yes, oh, yes it is. But I'm an American and I appreciate my consonants. Ah, okay. <laughs> I say them all. Uh, but anyway, we are we talk about every single Best Picture nominee in order, and this year that is "Call Me by Your Name." The, the trailer. We're gonna play some clips for you, and the trailer is pretty reflective of the movie because it's just a bunch of gorgeous shots strung together with great music. But I do like this clip of uh, Army Hammer and Timothy Chalet, uh, kind of. Chalamet. 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 It just, I, this kid Slime coming out and just revealing himself to this older person, like, right, like so brazenly. I didn't expect this. Battle of Piave was one of the most lethal battles in World War I. 170,000 people die. Is there anything you don't know? <laughs> I know nothing, Oliver. Well, you seem to know more than anybody else around here. Well, if you only knew how little I know about the things that matter. What things that matter? You know what things. Why are you telling me this? Because I thought you should know. I don't know. I thought this is this to me. Cap that clip captures the film to me to a T. I don't know I, if it's the yeah. hackiest Oscar thing mm. in the world, but it's also sort of my favorite scene. Well, I, I Italian think, scooters flying past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's my favorite scene because you know, if you just think about what the dialogue is, mm-hmm. it could just be, you know, over the shoulder shots, mm-hmm. one, two, one, two, mm-hmm. just shot, reverse shot, and yeah. instead, like they're both. Uh, you know, he uh, Timothy Chalamet is in the foreground with his back to us. Mm-hmm. We can't ever see his face and how he's feeling, but we, we can see uh, Army Hammer off in the distance, like looking nervous. He's sort of walking away, but sort of not. Yeah. But yeah. sort of they're like both... the distance between them is increasing. Yes, as the emotional distance yeah. is as getting they're closer. Beca- becoming more open to one another, they're moving further away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a neat shot because Army Hammer is being careful. Yeah. As he, sh- I think mm-hmm. he should have been a little more careful. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the best part of this movie is how uncoy it and everything about it is. Where like you know the parents know everything and are cool with it. You know that both of these guys know what they're doing and they're fucking with each other the whole time. Like okay, wait up a second. To it. This movie's directed by Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Eh, it's some yeah. wop. I can say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I am Chris Antista again. But uh, <laughs> let's can we describe the movie to people a little bit in case they don't know what it is. Um, uh, this movie, this well, I, I'll, I'll describe it by explaining how I saw it, which is mm-hmm. at the. I think I've told this on a podcast before, but I saw it at the Alma Draft House mm-hmm. uh, here in San Francisco. I saw it at the Upstairs Theater, which, if you're familiar with our Draft House, the bottom theater is the huge, beautiful, ornate one. The one yeah, upstairs is venues. just as beautiful, but it's mm-hmm. three. It's three aisles. It's like Tom Cruise's personal screening. That's room. exactly what it feels <laughs> like. And I yeah. saw it. I sat front row center. Mm-hmm. I had queso with me. Every seat is great. It's yes, awesome. I, it's like this screen. Sometimes if you're in a small theater, you're like craning your neck because the mm-hmm. screen's like ten feet in the air for some reason the screen's on the floor like it's a giant tv i had my feet out in front of me <laughs> and i was just i was in the italian countryside for three hours was it two and a half hours two of my lady friends said you need to see this movie i'm like what do you think and they're both of their responses they don't know each other was i want to live inside exactly that's the thing you watch this movie and you yeah. just let this movie this movie mm-hmm. is a vacation i felt so relaxed and i enjoy and also i love a slow burn i love mm-hmm. a movie that's just like 
I I love like a Tartowski movie. That, oh, this one's much nicer than his films. But like, just let me enjoy it and just flow through it and just watch these two dudes figure each other out. Because right. and I don't need explosions or whatever to happen. It's, every it's, yeah. Second. So I mean, the, the the basic concept should we say is uh, you know it's family professor and uh, his wife and son uh, live in the Italian countryside and this like grad question mark student comes to live with them <laughs> and and then the he's son... a student of one of the father's colleagues right so he's mm-hmm. a, he's a little familiar with him but they meet when he first shows up yeah and yes. then the student and the the son, son uh form a relationship and yeah. i i wish they, it's very combative at first yeah that they they're yeah. friendly but there's sort of a rivalry that they're always up it's in flirtatious. each other's stuff they're trying to show each other up mm-hmm. and... yeah they're two very smart people and i thought i thought i was amazed this movie a came out now and B is being so revered because the subject matter would seemingly be unapproachable. Like it, I saw the trailer like a week after the Kevin Spacey announcement. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whoa, that's bad timing. This yeah. movie's going to, no one's going to see this movie. Holy shit, was I wrong? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm uncomfortable with the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. And I very much was in yeah. the beginning of the film because that kid looks so much fucking younger than Army Hammer. Yeah. He you does. know how old he is? 22. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when they made it, he was probably like 20, 20 or 21. Something. He's playing mm-hmm. a 17-year-old. But Army oh, Hammer. You had to point 15. this out to me. As 15. He's 15 in the movie? Yeah. I believe he says 15. Holy shit. I looked All it right. up. The age of consent in Italy is 14. Oh. <laughs> really? But uh, you had already For boys, low. Yeah. <laughs> you looked it up a while ago. I though. did. I'm not going to waste a free press trip. Army Hammer is like 31 now wow. or something like that. So when they made the movie, he was probably like he 29 was, or 30. I didn't know he was that much older than Army Hammer. I, yeah. feel, I feel like he's been around forever, well, but I guess... A, he was cast as Batman almost 10 years ago. What? He Batman was going to be Batman in the Justice League oh. movie made by the Mad Max guy. Oh. He was cast. Miller. They were ready to make that. Yes, they were ready to make that movie. And I remember. He was like 22. Yeah, hot, off of, uh, hot off of Social Network, which I guess you had to yeah. point out to me. It was only 2010. So like, yeah, Army yeah. Hammer's not... Eight years ago now. And he was also... a Lone uh, Ranger. Yeah, he's the Lone Ranger when he was like 25 or 26. Mm-hmm. Jeez. But, one of the greatest action scenes ever. I just want to yes. point that out. That, yep, that, that train end, sequence. And, and that I remember like, awesome. it was so weird that that got praised for like, I can tell exactly yes. what's going on yeah. every in this review, action scene. Every movie was like, I know what's happening in the, yeah. in the fights. Well, wow. like Transformers, for some reason, was very influential. So we had all these action yeah. movies, movies with like shaky cam action. He was like, yeah. oh, here's Bruce yeah. Willis's shoulder. <laughs> and uh, don't really know what's yeah. going on. So, so you mentioned that George Miller was going to do uh, Justice, Justice League. Yeah. And I know what two years ago we had Mad Max Fury Road, and we were mm-hmm. both both of uh, Chris and I were both going. This, this man was seventy, and he made yeah. this movie, and it's so active. Mm-hmm. The script for Call Me by Your Name uh-huh. is by James Ivory, eighty nine years young. Jesus Christ! And he, it's an adaptation, but he can still he still captures the sort of. I don't know, the sort of shittiness of being a teenager. It's like this this kid is, I mean, I he's know, older. That kid, that kid's he's, life seems pretty fucking great he's, to he's me. He's older than his years, but he's also like kind of still a shitty teenager. He's still, yes. sort of ambling around. Not, I don't know if I want to commit kind to it. Kind of like, surly, he's doesn't want to play piano for his parents. Fucks a peach. That's the weirdest scene ever, man. That scene's amazing. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> what, you never fucked fruit before dying? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's because you're, I, I, I think understand. that is a It man, might be a guy thing. thing. That is the Mike, Mike Birbiglia, women and men have a different relationship with mm-hmm. sex. You can know that by yeah. asking a woman one question, have you ever masturbated while driving a car? That's exactly <laughs> what that scene is. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that that is also like I I know I I don't really want to see an extended scene of this kid jerking it, but at the same time, it's I like, do. man, you came really fast. Yeah, <laughs> come on, kid, yeah. you got to get some stamina, that's especially if you're gonna put it in army. That's a recurring yeah. motif yeah. throughout the film, and also yeah. the other film that he's in that we're gonna talk about today. Yeah. He has two movies where he jizzes too quick. Yep, we have a couple movies. Wait, there's a bunch of like people overlap. that keep that overlap. Like yeah. this whole, it's all a Venn diagram. Michael Stuhlbarg. Michael Stuhlbarg. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch films. of stuff, and he should have been nominated for this one. This is a very, very romantic film, and I have not a single bad word to say about it. But I'm also not rooting for it. It's a Mm. very, I don't know. This might be my pick. I, I can totally understand that. I very much love it. I love how well, I love Italian neorealism. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. like if I have to pick one to like I'm gonna watch any movie from any era, it's like seventies American or or fifties, sixties Italy. No, black exploitation every day. Or blacks well that's seventies American. <laughs> it's super fun. Uh but like watch I just love this movie so much. I love that it's it's a as we talked about when Hank was here, we mm-hmm. talked about our best movies of the year. I love that it's like a movie about how everyone's bi in this movie. Like yeah. that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. in movies. Men don't get to be bi in movies. That's cool. Uh, it's just such a and I just love a movie that's you, like you take me on the vacation. Sense that like Michael Stuhlbarg's character also kind of wants to bang Army Hammer. Yeah, so who does? Look at him. It's, my goodness. The ending is kind of a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. you get in there, son. Good for you. Yeah, good for yeah. you. It's very. Su- <laughs> He's very supportive. I mean, he's the, the earlier in the movie, the kids just sit in the table like, "Hey, I almost had sex with this girl last night," and his dad's like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, <laughs> like, what what it? I was. Yeah, I, I had to holding a drink. I, Good I don't for know. You. I don't know if I wasn't watching that at home. I had to rewind that. Like, did he just say that, and his dad just respond like I think that? He, yeah. Doesn't he say, "Why didn't, why didn't you?" you? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, he's like. <laughs> But not what are you, some like, kind of pussy, son? Get yeah, in there. Yeah, but it, not in that sort of way. Not in like, yeah, high five, woo, bro. Ah. Yeah. It's more sort of like, oh, that's interesting. He's a psychologist yeah. or as a psychiatrist. As you're developing in your life. Fascinating. I guess that mm-hmm. makes... Why didn't you seal the deal? Huh? Yeah. 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 I just, I want to get some small pink shorts and like a <laughs> tank top shit. that I can take off at any second and just like get a good book and sit in the Italian countryside. I did not like that aspect about it. Those 80 shorts can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I never want to see them come back. You never had to wear them, Matt. I did. I don't have to. Always worry about your ball what showing you? when you're at camp. It's yeah. awful. <laughs> awful experience. Uh, I, I will say like... Uh, you know, I I think listeners know, like, I spent a couple summers in Spain visiting family, uh, and my family in Spain has a little country house sort of like that one. So no cool. no servants or anything, but it's like, yes, this felt like a trip back to my childhood, like this little mm. European town that's in, in the middle of summer, it's all sunny and it's nice. The, and, the languid pace yes. of it all. That's mm-hmm. the word that I kept thinking of over and over. It's like... It's, it's a movie that's taking its time because it's a very languid base. It's hot out. Let's go. <laughs> you want to go swimming? Okay. Oh, everybody is flashing bird chest the whole let's fucking movie. Just, I guess we'll go swimming. Then we'll just lie around and just uh, lie around. I was looking at Airbnbs. You I was like, how much does this vacation cost? Because I'll do it. Let's I, just read books till we both come. It made me yeah. want to go back to Italy so bad. <laughs> yeah, I did it. not get to go out into the countryside. But even just being oh. in Rome, I'm like, oh, yeah. I think that's <laughs> the crazy pleasant thing about the movie, though. It's mm. just, I don't know of another Oscar movie where it's like, just spend a little while in Italy. You'll enjoy yourself. And I did. <laughs> and I really did. Mm-hmm. It made me think of, um, if you, I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. people who are not familiar with like world cinema and classic mm-hmm. cinema have seen this movie and are like, I want more movies like this. Uh, Donnie, have you ever seen Day for Night? That's yeah. a French movie. Yeah. Um, but I really, that it made me think of that like the most while I was watching it. Just, it's got a little bit more of a pace for it, but it's. 
I was thinking of, I want to say it's Stealing Beauty with Liv Tyler. Oh, shit. I don't know. Under the Tuscan Sun? No, not. (laughs) Eight and a half also. Captain Corelli's mandolin? No. Popeye. That's almost Italy. (laughs) That's basically. It's almost Italy. Sardinia? It's Malta. 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 Um, All that shit's still there. You ever look at pictures of that? Dude, Google it. You can buy a (laughs) ticket today on the internet. I'll go to Malta. It's great. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I I really like this movie. And I think yeah. everyone else here did too. Could yeah. be my pick. It's in my top three. But uh, sadly, uh, it's my regret to inform you that, as always, we have written sketches for every single one. Of, of course, these. and uh, we have a sketch here. Does it need an introduction? I don't think so. Well, this is just like it does. Like wh- I think like, we've already talked about what it's about. Well, like, but the scene is well. Sorry, excuse me. The deleted scene from the real movie. That's what you're about <laughs> yes, to hear. Yes, and it's a conversation between <laughs> between the parents. What are the parents thinking when they notice their kid is wandering off with an older man? Mm-hmm. I think it might go something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, you two. Enjoy your weekend away together. This will be good for them. They, they need it. Yes, you and I can never truly know what they're going through. At least we can vaguely and ambiguously be supportive of their unique friendship. It is an opportunity we cannot pass up, my dear. Though it is only the early 80s, we as very woke parents must revel in the fact that our son can discover himself through the eyes of the more worldly and educated older male student who is staying with us. I'm okay with it. Me too. Me too. It would be terrible to not allow our son this summer of discovery. No, that would not be woke. Nothing about it is weird. Nothing at all. Not even his age. Okay, you said it, so now we have to talk about it. Honey, stay woke. I am. I'm totally cool with the fact it's two guys. Me too. Me too. Me too. But, like, uh, how old is he? Dear, he's a student. Yeah, but is he, like, a freshman? Is he in grad school? I mean, look at him. Is he 25? Is he 40? I can't tell. Neither can I. What is the deal? He looks like a Greek god. He must work out like crazy. Unless he's just 23 and naturally lean... He's always showing off that Star of David. Like, that guy is Jewish. And I think he's eating all our produce. First the peaches were missing, and now the whole fridge is empty every afternoon. He's a growing boy. Is he? I don't know. It's a mom reflex. Look, either way, I'm cool with it. Me too. Me too. Our son is 17 and is having a healthy and adventurous learning experience about his body and who he will become during this summer of his life. Or he's getting railed in our own home by some 35-year-old dude. Uh, honey, that is unwalk. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Look, it doesn't even matter after I'm in that body anyway. Oh man, that's going to be weird. Hopefully our son will be as understanding as us. Now get Bradley Whitford on the phone so we can set up the swap. <laughs> he's going to be pissed it's a white guy. Well, he just isn't as woke as us, my love. <laughs> no one is. Welcome back, everybody. You're only one movie deep, and we're 15 minutes in. This does not bode well for no. an under two-hour time. Mm. Uh, but oh, thankfully, this movie, we don't have to talk about yeah, very fuck long. fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Oldman doing an impression. There's nothing heroic in going down fighting if it can be avoided. Nothing even remotely patriotic in death or glory if the odds are firmly on the former. Nothing inglorious in trying to shorten a war that we are clearly losing. Losing! Europe is still... Europe is lost. And before our forces are wiped out completely, now is the time to negotiate in order to obtain the best conditions possible. Hitler will not insist on outrageous terms. He will know his own weaknesses. He will be reasonable. When will the lesson be learned? When will the lesson be learned? How many more dictators must be uh, wooed, appeased, 
Stuttgart give any mixed privileges before we learn. You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. This is fucking ridiculous. Mm. I, I think you need to cut some of the uh, front. That's like hey, Wawak. Yeah, yeah you got to cut some of the front end of that so people don't think that's Churchill talking. Yes. No, the yelling guy <laughs> is Gary Churchill. Oldman. And probably my 18th favorite Gary Oldman yelling role. Yes. Uh, in the Darkest Hour, directed by Joe Wright, starring Gary Oldman and uh, Kristen Scott Thomas. I think everyone kind of would rather, you know, fine, give the Oscar to Gary Oldman for his acting, but uh-huh. like, fuck, this movie looks ridiculous. If it's, he gets an Oscar for yeah. this, no, then Dan Aykroyd was robbed for nothing but trouble. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, damn you. A greatest fat suit moment. No, look, I, am I the only one who saw this at the table? No, Matt saw I it. I saw it. You saw it? This, this is the movie I put off until it got nominated. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Fine. It's a really nice BBC yeah. movie. It felt like a TV movie I was it watching. It feels in a like theater. a fancy TV movie that comes over. Maybe it's on HBO. Maybe it's on PBS. It's it's fine. It's not best picture material. Yeah, and I just look at the film quality of it. It looks like straight to Hulu quality. Like yeah, it's it feels no, that it's way. It, I, fine. I, I, fuck this movie. It, like, it has... it should, like, it's, the problem is not the movie. It just shouldn't be nominated. And Gary Oldman's probably going to win. And it's a career award, and that's fine because he's only been nominated like once or twice before. And Which he, is stupid. He deserved it for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yes. Anyway, he just won the Globe, right? Yeah. And yeah. the profession. And the and the bath and bath. What about the professional? Yes. What and about pro- true romance? Yeah, the professional, true. he should have been He's voted. in them, man. Can I just say, in the professional, you know who should have voted for him? Who? Everyone! <laughs> Thank you, Dime. <laughs> Thank you, Dime. Dude, I don't, like, anything else? I don't have anything else to say about Darkest Hour. I didn't see it. I refused to see it. I, um, I'm very tired much, of movies like this. I At a certain point, I was like, okay, this is, like, dull, but it's a fine film. And then by the end of it, I was like, I hate this movie. I found it so boring <laughs> and dull and unengaging. Like, yeah. Who's the studio behind this? Is this, like, the obligatory Miramax uh, uh, nomination? Maybe. It might it's be something. Canal Plou. Um, I, I forget. Look, <laughs> what, a, what an odd yeah. question to stifle everyone, yeah, Michael. Every, everything about it is... <laughs> who, was the, who was the set designer on this? Is, no, it's, it's the studio. It's, it's merely it's fine. politics at play. You know, Kristen Scott Thomas is great. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if she had slid a nomination, it wouldn't have surprised me. It surprised me less than this movie. Is she the she one w- from Baby Driver? No. 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 <laughs> from The English Patient. The one from Baby Driver's in this. Right. Um... Oh yeah, the focus girl. features. Focus, yeah. Focus oh yeah, they, yeah that's, they're all over the, the place. Thing, yeah. Um, Joe Wright has made so many better movies than this. Yeah. The director, Atonement. Atonement, and Hannah. Atonement. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Hannah let's, was great. Yeah, let's start with those, man. You want to watch a movie that's about uh, something about the movie that we're about to talk about next? You want to see a bitch and Dunkirk sequence? You watch Atonement, man. He did make the soloist. Oh. <laughs> eh, eh, forget that. Yeah. Anna Karenina. He made Pan. <laughs> Remember Pan? Oh, damn it. Oh, so he's kind of in movie jail. It looks like he started pretty solid and then goes, I, he goes up and down a little bit. I liked his Anna Karenina. It looks, yeah. like, um, it looks like he has nude pictures of some producer in England. Because yeah, th- these types of just... movies are just have uh, anybody but my name written all over it. Mm. Mm. Cannot stand it. Yeah. I mean, of, of all of the nominees, this is the one I'd recommend the least. But I'm not, I can't go so far as to say it's a bad movie. It's just. Yeah. Fine. I wouldn't say it's bad. I just did really. It just did Fine. not grab me in any way. I hated it. Uh, he did. He has worked with I was going to go, twice. I was gonna go cool. see it. I was going to watch the trailer and watch that clip. To me, it looks fucking ridiculous. I don't care how good anybody think that those jowls really did move when he yelled. Mm. I'll the give makeup them that. is amazing. I actually thought I was like, that. oh, did he gain like a hundred? Did he Christian Bale this? Uh, he, <laughs> he looks Sylvester amazing. Sylvester Stallone did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I forgot what this guy. I think that was just happenstance. Uh, I think they were like, "Oh no, we got to make a fat Sylvester Stallone movie." He's, yeah, he's fat now. He's getting fat. We need to make a movie around this. <laughs> but if yeah. I may transition into our sketch, yeah. Speaking uh, of, Diana, a bunch of other people have played 
Winston oh Churchill? Were God. they better? Everyone has. So, like, 40 other people have played Winston Churchill. When they rattle off, who would we know? Uh, well, maybe they can tell you about it. Mm, maybe they have an announcement for you. All right, people. In the arms of the Hello. I'm revered actor Michael Gambon. Despite my 50-year career, you know me as the replacement Dumbledore. Today, I'd like to talk to you about Darkest Hour. Though it's a historical picture, it's about a very real threat that we're facing today. I'm talking, of course, about thin actors playing Winston Churchill. When I played Churchill in 2016, I required no foam rubber padding. It's a role for a stout fellow. It's THE role for a stout fellow. Isn't that right, Timothy Spall? That's right, Michael. In the King's Speech, I just had to sit and scowl. But the gut, the jowls, all spall. I'm Brendan Gleeson, and without roles like Winston Churchill, disappointed dads, or crabby middle-aged guys in a sweater, heavy-set character actors like us will be out of a job. The essence of Churchill cannot be captured by someone who doesn't take full advantage of the craft services table. I showed my bum. Edward Finney showed his bum. He literally played Churchill naked. That's a level of commitment you're not going to get from Gary Oldman. He probably eats his vegetables and rides bikes or something. Disgraceful. I'm looking at you, Lithgow. So please, the next time you want to watch a prestige historical movie that makes you feel good because you know the ending, make sure it has a real, organic, chubby guy as Winston Churchill. It's better for you, and it's better for us. I've been Michael Gambon. Is a, is a non-Englishman allowed to play Winston Churchill? Because I want to be the first. They're oh, all no. playing our superheroes yeah, and exactly. shit. Uh. Exactly. I think, I think Donald go. Trump should play Winston Churchill. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> I have the best Nazis. Wait, who am I? <laughs> I'm poli- this is a politics free no, show. No, I, w- I want to be the other guy. He gives better speeches. <laughs> He'd have to lose weight. Yeah. John Lithgow on the crown right now. No, no. But hear me out. Fat Hitler. <laughs> Fat Hitler. Fake Jews. Mm. <laughs> Man. Uh, it's only a matter of time before he says that. <laughs> anyway. That's what a lot of people thought Army Hammer was. Anyway, I'm glad yeah. this lined up so well alphabetically. But yeah, uh, Dunkirk. which yeah, The end yes. of Darkest Hour is Dunkirk. They're leading it's, up to Dunkirk. You could, yep. it's, they probably would have been good companion pieces. Yeah, just splice them together. Uh, Dunkirk, which I first watched on a plane, yeah. which is oh. kind the way of... to see it. Like it's, if you wanted Christopher Nolan to punch you in the stomach when you first meet him, you tell him a story <laughs> yeah. like that. But I just couldn't get around to it. It was out of theaters, but I did buy the 4K Blu-ray just because like it is... Stunning. Yes. It is Beautiful stunning. Film. Ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of the Dunkirk trailer. The call went out. We have to go to Dunkirk. Ready on the stern line. What are you doing? You know where we're going. Into war, George. I'll be useful, sir. I don't know. I, I was trying to grab, grab clips from no, it. No, you won't, George. <laughs> if you've seen it, the movie, like, there's not a lot. There's, like, so little dialogue. In yeah. It. yeah. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. And, and it's just that that very tense like I, I think the the I wanted to add there it. is really good and it, it, you appar- feel that the whole movie it's yes. actually Christopher Nolan's pocket watch that James Horner really? recorded apparently yeah oh. yeah it's like his real watch but it's just he like would. this this bit of tension uh, Dunkirk fuck how do I describe Dunkirk because I did dude I Diana did scolded me history. a long time ago when you the could have called came this out. movie Get Out. 
you have to call it the get out. It's it's about <laughs> yeah, a, a whole army that's basically camped out with no cover, desperately waiting for something to take them away from these or Nazis kill them. that are continually shooting yeah. at them. Yeah, they're surrounded on all sides, yeah. land, sea, and air. You can't even trust the guys you're with. Mm-hmm. And I will say there is one thing at the beginning that like really struck me. Like, oh yeah, I think I heard something about how this didn't have any gore. In that, like, there are a bunch of people and they get strafed by a German fighter plane on mm-hmm. the beach. And it's just like, it sends up, like, huge explosions, like, sand kicking up everywhere. People getting, should be getting torn apart. Yeah. But instead it's just like, yeah, the dust clears and there's, like, just a whole bunch of intact, bloodless, dead bodies lying around. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a little odd. I mean, Hollywood has conditioned me to expect something else here. Well, expect the, like, Iwo Jima scene in Saving Private yeah, Ryan. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Or the, yeah, uh, no. Omaha Beach. Omaha, Omaha yeah. Beach. Yeah. This, is, this is just different. Like, mm-hmm. entirely different. When that guy cracks his head open on the boat, that's what mm-hmm. guy was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mm-hmm. just hurts so much. And what's the, who's yeah. the kid from One Direction that's in this movie? <laughs> um, uh, Harry Styles. He's great. And He's really good. apparently, like, millions of teenage girls went to see this movie There were a of bunch of them right behind us when we went to see yeah. Really? That's we talking. Were, we, talking through everything. Yeah, they were oh, talking. Well, they were same. wearing shorts and flip-flops. Like, they just had a great day at the beach, and now they're like, let's go see Harry Styles is in a movie about a beach, too. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck are you that's, doing? Well, that's why Christopher Nolan's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Cast his friends and like, oh, how about a little for the, for the lady crowd? Yeah, mm-hmm. but this was, I mean, I was really anticipating this because there have been a bunch of movies that have covered some part of Dunkirk. We got Atonement, I just mentioned, and Mrs. Miniver also has... A, a whole Dunkirk sequence, but from the home front of them, mm-hmm. like worrying, everyone takes off in a boat, go into a war zone, and all the bunch of like fishing vessels and civilian yachts, and like what the fuck is yeah, happening? The, I love, I love that and, part. The civilian yachts that are called in to come rescue people from the yeah. beach because like the battles, the, the keep, bigger ships get running they keep, aground. They keep sending in the battleships, mm-hmm. and you can get you know hundreds of guys on them, but they're also a big ass target. One torpedo, yep. and it's fucked. So mm-hmm. they end up sending in the civilian fleet. Yeah. The little yachts. Right. Literally, like, people's weekend. Literally rich people helping fight a war. How about yeah. that? Crazy. That's yeah. the thing. I didn't think that a movie about uh, a war would be such a good clothes mm-hmm. movie, but I love the wardrobe in this movie. It's all like sweater <laughs> vests and ties. Oh, it's so good. It's pretty snazzy. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. snazzy. And, and I don't know. I don't need to tell everybody how awesome Christopher Nolan is. I think he's one of the greatest generations that I grew up with, greatest directors that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just so visually wonderful. Yeah. It, well, just, see, what, what I was trying to finish, what I, uh, what I wasn't expecting, I was expecting a big on-the-ground Dunkirk movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm on board. I want to see this story told from boots-on-the-ground position. Mm-hmm. And then he fucks with my expectations some more by having it be three separate stories yeah. that intersect but are on three separate Timelines. time scales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that blew me away. It was like we don't follow Tom Hardy for days and days and days while these guys are slowly getting onto boats. We follow him for one hour. It's like the, the guys on the ground are there for, for like, like weeks. A week. And mm-hmm. Tom Hardy's in the air for an hour. An hour. And, and the guys on the boat, no it's one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just all very well done. And I, st- I think I saw it in a headline that summed it up a little better than I could. That it, 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 It's nobody's favorite movie. But if it won, you can't be upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be yeah. okay with it. Because it's everything mm-hmm. movies should be. It's something I don't think anybody else has attempted to put something on screen of that scale. Even all those like fucking boats just running into Dunkirk. Oh, real smoke, real yeah. people. Like mm-hmm. it's Jesus Christ, this looks impressive. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably number three of my top three. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, if this wins, I won't be upset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would never be upset over this. I can't wait to watch it again. On a, like I bought, I don't have a 4K capabilities. It's just like if I'm buying this, I'm going to watch this eventually. In the highest clarity possible, because it's mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's two uh, Nolan things that stick out to me about this movie. Mm. One, 
quit covering up Bane's mouth. Mm-hmm. That's the part of him we want to <laughs> yeah. see. And you, you can cover it, it up until the very end. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got the mask on, uh, and also this—it's first time in a while he didn't style anyone in the movie after himself, which is always my favorite. Like, look mm-hmm. at Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception; mm-hmm. he is playing. Mm-hmm. He looks just like, which is a, a, he's a besuited director. Yeah, but that's like the thing about that movie is like he's the director, and mm-hmm. and uh, Juno's the writer. Bruce and, Wayne, yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like he's everyone's got his hair. That's yeah. the thing to look out for, and no one in this movie has his hair, and that's. You know, because he had the same hair for like. That's what he was. That's the strategy Can, of Dunkirk. Yeah. Is Ooh, that there's he no might product. be the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but just real fun, and I think we mentioned this a billion times. It's the first Christopher Nolan movie in like 80 years that comes in at like 90 minutes. Yeah, a tight 90. It's yeah. tight, dude. His movies tend to be like two and, pretty, and a half hours, pretty long, and still pretty bloated. Like mm-hmm. I feel like like uh, Interstellar, just like. At a certain point, you're like, man, what movie is this? There's like 10 different movies here. <laughs> yeah. And this movie really just focuses on the things. that It's just the tenseness. That's Everything about it is adding to that tension, and mm. I really appreciate that. He finally got enough freaking director nomination. And he had and he had to direct a World War II movie to fucking do it. Yeah. It's the yeah. only way he was going to get it. He's too young. Boo-hoo. That's like Leonardo being like, fine, I'll live in the snow <laughs> for my worst performance in decades, and, and I'll get a, win an Oscar for it. But, uh, I hate that movie. I was, yeah, me too. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, I fucking really? hate that movie. Huh. That movie you is... you ever watched it more than is, once? It's such Not a nothing. I couldn't watch it more than once, but good. It's good. like it's like oh it's so real we're really in the woods look at this wibbly ass CGI bear that I, looks like shit I think that highlights a great difference that it to compare Dunkirk compared to Revenant Revenant doesn't look fucking real in the slightest no not like, at all this is what a real movie looks like the Griffin Newman points out he's like it's a hundred million dollar jackass that's the only reason to watch this movie because it's like you know I'm Leonardo DiCaprio and I'm gonna sleep in the snow for two weeks alright great go fucking do that so, uh, Wolf of Wall Street was ten times better of course we do have a deleted scene from Dunkirk because it's more of an alternate Dunkirk. history yeah. uh, Dunkirk scene because I was reading about the darkest hour something about there was almost a chance Churchill was going to negotiate with Hitler and that didn't come to pass. But what if it did? Asked Christopher Nolan, as well acted by a ton of professionals <laughs> who you're here right now. <laughs> My God, I'm afraid Germany has us surrounded on all sides. If Dunkirk is to be our last stand, it's been a pleasure serving with you, Commander. Now then, Dawson, we mustn't give up hope, or at the very least put on a brave face. However, I'm afraid nothing short of Adolf Hitler himself could stop what's coming. There's no hiding from this. Yes, yes, we all saw the trailer. Mm. Who the devil is that? Private Dawson. Yes. Yes, he's here. This had better be important. It's Hitler, sir. What? He, he says he wishes to negotiate. Give me that. This is the commander. You stand accused of multiple human atrocities, war crimes beyond measure, Hitler. You... Please, commander, call me Adolf. And please, calm yourself. You don't hear me yelling, do you? What's the meaning of this? Well, commander, as I think you well know, our army has you surrounded. Land, sea, and air. You wish to rub our noses in it? <laughs> Nine, nine, that's no way to begin a negotiation, now is it? I was merely affirming that even though we currently have the upper hand, we are both gentlemen and can certainly come to a common ground where neither side loses any more of its countrymen. <clears throat> Very well. What are your conditions, Hitler? Adolf, please. Hitler was my father. Adolf, what are your conditions? Well, how would you feel about this? 
We will allow both the French and English armies to evacuate Dunkirk if you both give us an unconditional surrender. What? Never! <laughs> yes, yes, totally understand. That was a bit of a tall order. How about if you... Hmm, just let us have Poland. Out of the question. I'm in no position to arrange such a treaty. <laughs> Understood, Commander. You are a shrewd negotiator. I have one final term, and this one is non-negotiable. We will withdraw German troops from all fronts. How you say, all of the marbles. And to end this bloody war. Precisely. My final irrefutable non-negotiable term is... You must withdraw the darkest hour from the best picture category! I see. And replace it with Blade Runner 2049! 2018's truly superior picture! And that's not just Germany's opinion. Have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes score? Dennis Villeneuve somehow took a sci-fi masterpiece and made a follow-up that not only perfectly complements the original, it makes votes better! I haven't seen a sequel to that since Empire! I... I don't... You don't what, Commander? You don't consider it a masterstroke when someone takes an unapproachable story and builds on it in the most meaningful of manner? Which I might add some of the best cinematography you've ever seen in your life? Blade Runner 2049 makes your Dunkirk by look like a black and white photo by comparison. I mean, no offense, but it's one thing to recreate something we've seen. It's another thing entirely to build a world humanity can barely even imagine. Believable! Un subtle use of CG! That Xiongyang moment was pretty amazing. Exactly! I can't sugarcoat this for you because, hey, I'm German. We appreciate excellence above all else. Un Blade Runner 2049 was one of the most visually rich pieces of deeply engaging storytelling of the year, if not the decade. Can you honestly say the same for Darkest Hour? But, sir, I, I think you're overlooking the nature of pride and patriotism. It is neither mine, nor Germany's, nor America's, nor Egypt's, nor the movie-going audiences, and especially not Blade Runner 2049's fault you waited until 2018 to nominate Gary Oldman for something. Fifth Element, Harry Potter, The Professional, Sidhu Nancy. Oh, that second Planet of the Apes film? You literally had multiple generations worth of opportunities. The oversight is your own. My people, and more importantly, Blade Runner 2049, an incomparable feat of cinematic labor, should be forced to suffer. I have to hand it to you. Excellent point, Adolf. And I thought Get Out getting nominated meant we were past this. The Oscars nominating multiple World War II movies and overblown impressions of historical figures every single time was a fucking cliché 20 years ago! Enough! How can the Academy Awards be relevant to the present if all it ever does is reflect on the past? Well, you do know that the Oscars only nominated nine best pictures instead of ten this year. What if we added it there? Beautiful. Let's just do that. Peace, Udolf Wiedersen. Help the boys to pack it up. Ta. Everybody get out. Get out. I think this mm. is, I love being able to highlight, hey, here's the Oscar nominee that you've all seen, or you all should have seen it. It's. Yeah. It's been, I feel like I've been talking about it for. I'm almost tired of telling people it's good. It set mm-hmm. tons of records that only yeah. took a year to totally destroy. It's, it's, uh, yeah, because it came out like January 9th of 2017. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I think, one of the, the only. Dumping Ground. Yeah, mm. yeah, the Dumping Ground. And it's one of the only movies 
that we have to talk about that's on fucking Netflix. You have no excuse to not watch Is Get it? Out. Yeah. yeah. They also yeah. just put it out for the one year anniversary. Uh, they put it out in theaters mm-hmm. for free. Yeah. And what? They, they let people go see. You had to sign up and like win it, I guess. But they like theaters across America did screenings of it for free. Uh, I don't know how if would this one. I feel like it'd be such a fuck you to everyone. It's such an independent movie. It's a horror movie, technically. Yeah. La La Land. It's also kind of a comedy. It's also kind of a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Strung out into yeah. a it's movie. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, it's, it'd be so funny. It's wonderful. I have a I have a little scene that I don't know that'll work in audio. Okay. Uh, yeah, Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele, Daniel Kaluuya, um, Allison Williams, Catherine Keener, Bradley Whitford, Stephen Root. Why not? Let's mention Stephen Root. Uh, but it's Daniel Kaluuya's character, a black dude, goes home with his white girlfriend. To we were discussing, do they they don't say the location of the place? They it's, drive from New York. It's where she's from. It's less than a day. I it's it in the Berkshires. Yeah. I thought it was Atlanta just because, just because it, it all like I'm from that area. It all looked like the South to me. Every movie shot in the South. That's true. But they wanted it, to look. No, like I a, believe you. They I, wanted I, to feel I, like I'm a plantation. You. Yeah. But mm. it's but it's the very upper upper class white family mm. daughter mm-hmm. daughter went to NYU and lives in New York. They're in the Berkshires. Yeah. That's I've I've lived there. It's it sucks. And Daniel Kaluuya's character starts noticing like when he does occasionally see a black person they act super fucking weird and I think yeah. one of the best scenes in the movie is the confrontation with the maid I don't oh, know why I'm yeah. air quoting things because like you there will be spoilers it's quiet a lot but I I really just love this clip how foolish of me it's fine I wasn't trying to snitch snitch rat you out Tattletale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you worry about that. I can assure you. I don't answer to anyone. Right. All I know is sometimes, but if there's too many white people, I get nervous, you know. in the background is a Twilight Zone mm-hmm. score. I I don't know. I, I don't have a, I don't have enough nice things to say about this movie. She just called him an object. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. He's something, not someone. Man, not to date yeah. this recording, but uh, this movie was re- wide released exactly one year ago today. No shit. It was February 24th. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. It showed at Sundance we'll on January. Take back the dumping ground. <laughs> it, showed, it was still February. Yeah, it's historically not. A, we don't no. always get a Black Panther And it certainly February. isn't where you dump an Oscar contender. Yeah. Which no. I don't oh, think anybody no. thought this no was. No one thought this was. I love everything about it. I love that Jordan Peele, Key and Peele break up. Not break up, but stop doing their show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Keegan-Michael Key is like, oh, is there a bad movie? I'll be in it for two seconds. <laughs> Let me do that. Sure, I'll do yeah, that. I'll do all that. And Jordan Peele's like, I think he told that story like, I got an offer for the Emoji movie, and it made me want to quit acting. And, then he, <laughs> and he wrote, and he wrote this amazing thing. This fucking, I don't know. I said this on other shows a billion times. Good horror preys upon 
a kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's what we talked about a Nightmare on Elm Street. Just like who isn't afraid of their dreams? And like, what if they came to life and hurt you? And I, I haven't seen anybody. Maybe like you ever see disturbing behavior or strange behavior? It's about parents kind of making a turn. Yeah, disturbing and, behavior. Yeah, it, well, it's based on an '80s movie that I forget, but yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like that too. And I thought for a kid, that's yeah, that's what horror looks like. And I don't think there's been a good black horror movie ever, like based on. Hmm. Night of the Living Dead, maybe. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was fucking amazing. Like wrapping a societal problem in a entertaining horror movie. I hope forever this not only gets movies like Get Out nominated for more Oscars, but there starts being more horror, horror movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And yes, or I do think psychological this is horror. horror. Yeah. yeah, I love psychological horror. This isn't mm-hmm. like just jump scares and gore. Yeah, it's... I hate, I hate slasher horror. I love me some psychological no, thrillers. That guy slowly running, like running at him at full speed oh, for like a God. whole minute, is like yeah. one of the scariest fucking things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God damn, I love this movie. And that it's based on such a incredible, like it's based on a lot of different black fears, but like that specific thing of like you ever been the only black guy in the room and everyone wants to show you how cool they are with it, mm. like to have of a course movie I based have, on Matt. that. Of course I have. Yeah, and it's all it's like the you I mean I guess we call microaggressions. Mm-hmm. It's like those little things, like yeah. white people talking to each other one way, and a black guy comes in, and they're like, oh hey my man, yeah. hey how's it going? Yeah. You're yeah. so strong. Yeah. I call arms. everybody oh, God, brother man. Creepy. Jesus, yeah. why are you guys getting on me? <laughs> it's a joke anyway um, and it made it was the budget was 4.5 million and it made shit. 255 holy million holy shit that's so fucking ridiculous percentage wise might be the most profitable movie since Crocodile Dundee and then the listen next, to 30 the next thing Jordan Peele does is Big Mouth like how crazy is that yeah. the wow. next place I heard oh, wow. him was being the ghost in the attic of uh, uh shit, what was it who's he the ghost of not uh, Nick Roll no 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 oh. Uh, famous prince. band leader uh, from the tw- I gotta look it uh, up I shouldn't now. have done Duke this yeah. I wanted to yes, yes thank he's you. the ghost yeah. of Duke Ellington I wanted to say Keb Calloway but I knew that wasn't right <laughs> oh that'd be good too <laughs> yeah. yep I think this makes uh, Jordan Peele's one of the few people and the only black person who has technically three nominations in one year Jesus for writing for directing and because he's a producer so he's nominated mm-hmm. for best picture hmm. this is I don't know which I just... is insane I, I know I love this movie so much. If you haven't seen it, you totally should. It has mm-hmm. one of the most. I hope that ending. I hope and not and I hope it doesn't. I hope the ending doesn't remain as impactful because that means we still have a giant problem. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that ending, which they changed, like he was supposed yeah. to be taken away and arrested uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the film. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been. It would have been a Night of the Living Dead style. It, and that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. He's like, that's what I wanted. That's what I, like. Fuck you. You fought. Did your best. You're right. Go to jail anyway. Welcome mm-hmm. to Black America. <laughs> Man, I almost don't know which one I'd prefer. Like, because it's such a triumphant and an exciting and exhilarating ending. But to have that would, I'd probably it probably would have affected me. That's more. kind I, of what I thought. Like as it was ending, I was yes. like, oh, yeah. he's they're just gonna pick him up but, for murder yeah. and all oh, that. But I, I think they kind of yeah. still make that point with the, they do the the car pulling up because like everybody's tensing. I'm like, oh fuck, no. Yeah. The fact that you laugh at it means everybody experienced yeah. the same tension and thought yeah. the same thing was gonna happen. Therefore, mm-hmm. you kind of thought the same thing as if you yeah. would have seen it on screen and, and i think it's brilliant and instead it's about you know powerful black friendship <laughs> yeah. and the t.s motherfucking a yeah. I, like, I, I wish i hadn't seen it at 1 p.m at my local six dollar theater with mm-hmm. all the old people like i wish i had gone like when i've seen black panther twice and both times like the one when it says oakland because we're in san francisco what? 
that? Like the whole theater, yeah. all the white people, all the black people. Like it's so cool. Like when you get those moments, you want to. So I'm sure when he gets out and TS motherfucking a, like some theaters went fucking crazy. It, that had to exactly because like I I think the craziest Especially I've ever ones near airports. The craziest. <laughs> yeah, I work there. <laughs> the craziest craziest reaction I saw in a movie theater this year. Sorry, is Fast and the Furious Eight. Like opening <laughs> night though. So like everybody's like on their fucking feet and cheering. Mm. The biggest reaction I've ever seen in a theater, like in the middle of the day with not a lot of people in it, was the ending to this. Like, like to hear sighs, like people, yeah. oh, oh god, god. <laughs> oh my god, they, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then you get a laugh in a movie that hasn't been very funny for like an no. hour. <laughs> and I should, I also want to point out, and the only reason, I mean, there's the time frame and the Daniel Kaluuya, but like the end. The reason both these movies are such huge hits was like mm-hmm. this movie is indelibly connected to Black Panther in my mind, and it's because like finally, because mm-hmm. it's even for me, it's mm-hmm. like oh, a movie I haven't seen before. Yeah. Thank you, I yeah. want that. So like the second time I saw it with that same reaction was at three p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> like the and the theater was fucking packed. It was crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Hollywood, mm-hmm. stop it. I don't. I don't want to see CGI white guys anymore. I'm fucking done with it. So <laughs> I know it's weird. I think it's weird for a lot of people, even me, to see this nominated for an Oscar. It doesn't yeah. seem like something they'd normally nominate. No, it was no. it was a surprise, but yeah. a good one. Yeah, but it it is in my following Moonlight. It is, that, that was yeah. the same thing last year. It was like wow, and then they won. Yeah, yeah. and you know fucking how I feel about Moonlight. <laughs> You're not that good. But I would. Uh, even though I think there's some best pictures I think should win more I'd really just want to see this win to see how it yeah more of this please mm-hmm. I don't yeah, want more Dunkirk <laughs> it's also I would say of the nine it's probably the most accessible and watchable and probably the one I'm going to watch the most mm-hmm. as yeah. time mm-hmm. marches on like I'm ready I have only seen it once but I'm like I'm ready to watch it again I so think bad. unlike yeah, I perhaps I, I, think, I think there would be a lot I haven't seen it the second time but I think there'd be a lot to discover because you know the conceit going in, and I will say, like, that even, like, I thought I knew what the the deal was. Yeah. Like, what's going on, and then, like, what it actually was was a surprise. What yeah. did you think it was? I, I thought it was what the TSA guy kept talking mm. about. Like, oh, they're turning black people into slaves. Mind-controlled <laughs> slaves. They yeah. kind of are. Or at least murdering them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'd expect it to be. They kind of are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the, I don't know, fucking movie's great, and you need to see it. Mm-hmm. And yep. But we got into talking about it, and, like, how deep does this go, and how many... How do you automatically become black and show up to work? Um, so, yeah, we now have a deleted scene uh, from Get Out that takes place a town or so over. So, the both of you put your heads together and get me those reports. How's Friday sound? Can do. Not a problem, boss. I knew I could depend on my guys. Let me know if you need anything else. Man, Bob's sure in a good mood. Yeah, I know. What? You got a problem with the boss being in a good mood, Chad? No, no, it's nothing like that, Jim. It's just that... You haven't noticed Bob seems a little different lately? I don't know, not really. He's usually in a good mood. No, Jim, I mean... Everything else. Like what? Like, does he look younger to you? Oh, yeah, he's uh, lost some weight. Man, a good spa treatment can work wonders. Even his voice is different. Oh, I think he stopped drinking coffee. I hear that can take some strain off your vocal cords. Okay, fine, but you haven't noticed that Bob's, like, uh, taller? No. Oh, I see what you mean. I actually can't believe you're only now just noticing this. He's not in a wheelchair anymore. That's why he looks taller to you. Man, you really don't know Bob very well. Yes, I do. He was a groomsman at my wedding. Well, that Dr. Armitage is pretty amazing. Yeah, he must be if he came up with a cure for multiple sclerosis. you think that would have been in the news. Oh, come on. You've never been to one of the doctor's auctions? 
Auctions? Parties, I meant parties. So he was at one of Dr. Armitage's parties for two months, and he comes back taller and walking and... Okay, look, you're starting to sound like a crazy person. That kind of ableist talk has no place in this office, Chad. What is that supposed to mean? Well, it sounds like you're going out of your way to concoct crazy conspiracy theories out of a positive change to Bob. One of the nicest guys in the world, I might add. Just because he went on vacation? Okay, so he was on vacation. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was on vacation. And isn't the whole point of a vacation to get healthier? Vacation. I guess that would explain why he came back, um... Tanner? What? Oh, I, I don't see color. That's all, folks. Oh, welcome back. You know what we have to discuss now? And this is where I should have gotten a clip. I keep threatening to of Hank Hill yelling, Ladybird! <laughs> Ladybird! So, um, my lawyer has told me I should not talk too much about my lawsuit against director, writer, Greta Gerwig, <laughs> because she clearly stole all my diaries. Mm-hmm. Um... The lawsuit is moving forward. Uh, depositions are starting soon. I didn't really keep diaries when I was 15, 16, but somehow she found them anyway. And right. that's that's not them. okay. I, I've said it already. On, huh, i got to stop saying that. But uh, just, yeah, the character, what's her name? Uh, how do I pronounce Saoirse her name? Saoirse Saoirse Saoirse. Her, her character, Lady Bird, is the closest to me as a teenager yep. ever. And here's a scene with her and Laurie Metcalf in a movie written and directed by Greta Gerwig. I want to go where culture is, but like New York, did I raise such or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, well, where writers live in the get woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom! You can't even pass your driver's test. Because you wouldn't let me practice The way enough. that you work, or the, or the way that you don't work, you're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name mm. is Ladybird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Just, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College, and then to jail, and then back to City College, <laughs> and then maybe you learn to pull yourself up, and not expect everybody to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter opens the car door and jumps the fuck out. That is literally a conversation I had with my dad on a way to a college I didn't want to go to, yep. and I threatened to open the door and jump out. And somehow Greta Gerwig stole it from me, put mm-hmm. it in the script, <laughs> and it happened on film and like in the opening. And I was just fucking shocked. Yeah. Yep, uh, shocked. I think I had a similar conversation mm-hmm. with like the. Like, I don't think you're going to graduate with your class. I think you're just you're going to go to CBC, the community college, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's going to be it. And I did. After <laughs> I bombed out of whatever college he was taking me to. I didn't. But uh, Lady yeah. Bird, another interesting milestone. Cause, yeah, uh, another one. I mean, written and directed by a woman. Again, small, independent film, and it's it's like technically the best reviewed movie of the year. Like I think it pretty much it no had a hundred for a while. It had a hundred. It was it's tied with Toy yeah. Story as the highest rated thing on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's hard for me to say anything about it unless like you want movies with like more stuff happening in them. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, just sort of a small character piece. And slice I of like, life. It's such a slice of life that mm. there were points where it's like, I forgot I was watching a movie. Yeah. Even though I'm like watching it on my computer. Um, I felt like I was watching, I felt like I was hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like I was sleeping and I was remembering stuff. Because it all felt so freaking real and relatable. I want Aunt Jackie to get an Oscar. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. Lori Metcalf nominated she for Best Supporting. fucking great in she this. She got a globe. Yep. She did get a globe. It has a 99 now. God and it's damn got it. four rotten reviews. It's probably from like an organized campaign from Monsters, and that's the best they could do. Three of them Why aren't dudes. there more guys in it? <laughs> mm-hmm. What about Mailbird? 
<laughs> man bird. Boy bird. I want to see that. We just got bird man, asshole. That's true. Exactly. I can't, Why I is can't that guy Jesus it... so quick? <laughs> but yeah, Lady Bird is, I don't know what it is. My, my lady's like obsessed with Greta Gerwig. So I'm, I, for some reason, every Greta Gerwig movie, I'm there day one. So I went in not knowing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Walk out. I'm like, that was, that was great. And then like the next day is like, best movie in the world. Breaking <laughs> records. Like, whoa, holy shit. Like, I didn't expect that at all. Damn. I didn't expect that at all. But apparently like, I don't know, Greta Gerwig's train is pulled in the station. I thought, I didn't know the whole world was aware of her just yet. Was, well, she's like, she was like the, fa- she was like Catherine Keener. Mm-hmm. She was the new Catherine Keener. She mm-hmm. was Catherine Keener, but like 20 years younger. She was in every cool indie movie you went to go see. Every Noah Baumbach Bomb movie. Back, yeah. uh, and then she got to, and she had written a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. co-written stuff with Baumbach. And then she finally got to make one. Was, and it's like one of the best coming of age movies I've ever seen. Was Francis Ha black and white? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the last black, new black and white movie. I was trying to think of like the newest black and white movie. I could the think artist? Of. Is that before the artist? I think it's after the artist. Like okay. yeah, a year or two. So. Just at Filmstruck. I'm going to watch it. I've never seen mm-hmm. it. you never seen the artist? No, I've never seen uh, Francis Ha. Francis Ha. It's, it's like I don't think I'm the audience for this. I think I shit on it like in a way I wish I hadn't on an episode of Bonus Time, just because you know I go see like I only go see like giant Marvel movies and mm-hmm. things where I like talk about. Did you see you got stabbed in the forehead with a lightsaber in that movie? Wasn't that cool? And like mm-hmm. that's not what Lady Bird is, but it's it's still it's not. God damn it! Not, <laughs> have you not seen it, Michael? Well, I haven't. Well, there there is the big scene where they start fighting and then they jump out of the plane and mm-hmm. like one of them doesn't have a parachute and then they mm-hmm. start punching each other. Yeah, nice. The other one skins the other person, makes a parachute ah. out of their skin. Her wings come out because yeah. she's Lady Bird. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and she says, "Hell yeah, Lady yeah. Bird." Oh, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is pretty tight. That's title. If you didn't see a poster, you might mistake it for a new Marvel movie. Ant Man and Lady Bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any, anything else to say about Lady Bird? It's fucking I, wonderful. It mm. is is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I complete. My brain is completely melted by Saoirse Ronan mm-hmm. because what two three years ago she was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So two, three years ago, she was younger, but she was playing someone who seemed to be like 24, 25, a bit older. And then a couple of years later, she's back to playing a 17 year old. And she's so goddamn convincing. Like, mm. how did you do that? How did, was well, this? I did read that Greta Gerwig said, like, keep your acne. We don't want to cover it up. So that's, that's like her yeah. real skin. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, she's like 22 or something yeah. like that. But it's like, like that, how yeah. did she play older? Years ago, Great mm. SNL and convince me. That's what I can't. And now about. she's back to being a teenager, and is still convincing yeah. me. And, and if you like, the she's movie, a time lord. I heartily recommend Brooklyn. You guys dunked on it a little bit. You didn't, <laughs> Brooklyn you didn't, was very true. Yeah, you, you didn't I love it, it, but you didn't dislike it. But I, I really connected I with it. that movie yeah. and enjoyed it, in much in the same way I did with Lady Bird. Mm. I love coming of age movies, and I love clothes. So, like, to, <laughs> set a movie in 2002. I'm like, that's my wheelhouse. I was gonna say, like, it's it can't be nominated for an Oscar if it's not a period piece. So just because it's it's a it's a post 9/11 period. Piece. Our yeah. first, uh, yes, 2002, and a, a fucking love song to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like what? What a weird, weird thing to do. Well, I had also on my on my drive here mm-hmm. when we drove across the country. Are the first city I I am absolutely romanticized and in love with California. Mm-hmm. And the first Californian city I got to like stop in and check out was Sacramento. Mm. And I no, I fucking loved it. I was like, there's just really? like, such a nice little town. And so like to see this movie start with like Sacramento sucks, but end the movie with like the same experience I've gone through being from New Jersey. Yeah. I'm like, New Jersey sucks. And now I'm like, no, it's the Garden State. It's beautiful. Yeah, the we more have wonderful the more I, things to visit. The more I go back for Christmas, I'm like, man, there isn't like a huge homeless problem. 
Yeah, because like you a, once you get out of your hometown, you start to see the good qualities yeah. of it. Which is, she moves to New York and is immediately like Sacramento is pretty great. <laughs> like I love that because that's exactly what I did when well, I first lived in years. Philly. I was like, <laughs> yeah, New Jersey's like I love just driving my car around and enjoying mm. that stuff. Like certain there's certain things about being from a small town Man, that I just rule. So, I miss my mom, that woman I've been totally rude yeah, to yeah, the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, that was the only part of this movie I didn't relate to because I still don't have that nostalgia for the area I went to high school. With. <laughs> yeah. You think that sooner. <laughs> Sooner or later, I'd find like the good thing to be like, yeah, but there was always blankety blank. Mm. No, was it still Philly for you, or was that California? California, okay. Orange mm. County, California. <laughs> so tract housing as far as the eye can see. But Disneyland's there. I remember. Yeah. Uh, so oh Chuck- yeah, you want to see you want to see like a nice mountain or something? Then you have to go to the Matterhorn. Mm. That's another thing. Florida Project's not nominated. What the? Fuck? I thought that was yeah. weird. Like yeah. I thought that was poised to win like fucking everything. Mm. Sorry, Michael. So uh, Chuck Palahniuk is actually from my hometown. Oh yeah, and, really? Uh, he wrote. That's a, why you're a murderer. He wrote a poem <laughs> about it, and and like uh, about you know all the the landscape features and all the things that are in the Tri Cities, which I like to call the Dry Cities in, in Eastern <laughs> Washington. State. Good, good one. And uh, he he said like oh tri-cities why is it that no one misses you until they leave mm. and it's like i still don't miss it asshole <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you and your poem yeah i love your books i'm 17 and never again mm. but you know do you think people walked into Lady Bird expecting a different movie mm. maybe in some different areas I of the country i don't think they knew what they were getting into i'm trying to segue your sketch thank you no. <laughs> no i mean it's hard to tell what this movie's about so i mean well maybe you, you know i mean maybe the trailer could have explained it a little better he was just a girl trying to assert her independence. I've had enough of your back talk, Claudia Taylor. I want to be called Ladybird. Feeling alone in a small town and not connecting with her mom. You just don't understand. I want to get out of here and go to college. And she did just that. College is so great. Wait, are we, are we giving away some of the movie? She graduated with two bachelor's degrees from the University of Texas. I thought I'd go to... Oh, okay. Then she met a man who would change everything. Lady Bird, your hard-headedness and dedication matches my own. Will you marry me? Wait, is this is this after college or during like my mom and I? After they were married, she used her inheritance from her mother's death to start his political career, a career that would go all the way to the White House. Wait, my mom's dead? What when When, when you the- were 5? But we fought about college and stuff. She she made my prom dress. She invested her money wisely, becoming a self-made millionaire. I just I never got to tell my mom that... Her I... highway beautification project planted millions of flowers across America. Her charming ways helped moderate the brashness of her husband, President Lyndon Johnson. What is happening? And she died in 2007 at the age of 94, a truly great first lady. I just wanted a part in the school play. Ladybird. The Phantom Thread, the Phantom Thread, the Phantom Thread, the Phantom Thread, the Phantom Thread. Goodbye, Ladybird, and hello, Phantom Thread, uh, the latest from Paul Thomas Anderson, starring... Um, the Phantom Thread, <laughs> the Phantom Thread. Thank you, Paul Thomas, for bringing us in. Uh, starring Daniel Day-Lewis and uh, Leslie Manville, who gets top billing even though I've never heard of her before. Nope. Is she she's had... been in stuff, but nothing. I looked her up, and mm-hmm. it's like she's very young, so she's mm-hmm. just in. That's another. It's another movie about it's a May December romance. And and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Let's, let's see what this trailer clip does for us. There is an air of quiet death in this house. You're not cursed. You're loved by me. Stop playing this game. What game? I don't know. The, the trailer 
makes it look much more exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a much more slow, tense. I know. Quiet. Well, film. I'm used. To, I think it's P.T. Anderson's deal. That's like his steez these days. The last mm-hmm. couple of movies have been real. Since like the master. Uh, yeah, more stuff happens in um, not the Big Lebowski. What's that movie called? Inherent <laughs> Vice. Inherent Vice. <laughs> yes. But like the master is like real, and oh. this is that like to the, uh, turned up to eleven. When like I, this I, movie, you just like I said during uh, Call Me by Your Name. Like I love a movie that's just like let's mm-hmm. hang out in this world. Now, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the YouTube videos that talk about things like vocal control to like examine Phantom Thread. And it's like, oh, that's right. That's why this is a good movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. It is good. It is entertaining. <laughs> oh, see, now I'm Googling Phantom Thread Explained because uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I did not do this movie justice. Mm-hmm. I got in a routine of after Video Game Apocalypse, after we've like thrown down beers, eaten pizza, drank more beers, and I can't do any, any kind of work or productivity, I watch a movie in two weeks in a row, this movie put me out. Mm, and I, yeah, we'll do that. I've watched it in like three sittings, and it's I, so I don't want to say I don't like the movie. I just like, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't. Yeah. Well, not much happens. It's very formal. Mm-hmm. It's made very formally. It's directed very formally. Everyone yes. acts in it very formally. I'd call it a comedy of manners, but it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I think you guys it's, are all doing... There's so much very, going on. And I, I, don't, mean, I don't mean to. I don't yeah, mean to. Yeah, and it's all... Well, I was getting to it. Oh, Everything sorry. that's going on is under the surface, but again, like, kind of like uh, Call Me By Your Name. Like, if you're wanting to go see a movie where a lot of stuff happens, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Not, not for you, At least you, it then. was pretty in Call Me By Your Name. I didn't yeah. find this... I don't know. I don't find dingy brown... London room is very pretty. I saw this movie at again at the draft house mm. in seventy millimeter. Mm. This so this I saw it torn, blown up on my Xbox. <laughs> yeah, oh. just you watch Dunkirk on a plane, and then you watch this on your I'm Xbox. Worst. I shouldn't uh. be here. I shouldn't <laughs> this, be here. Watching this, if you had just if I did not know who Daniel Day Lewis or P.T. Anderson were, and you sat me down, and you'd be like, Jude, this I felt just like I'm a Criterion dork because because it's easy for them to tell me these are the good movies. Okay, mm. I don't have to think. So it's it's the same when I blind buy one of those. I'm like, mm. this will probably be good. If you had sat me down and be like, check out this movie from 1975 that no mm. one's at from England, I, w- I would have totally believed you. It looks, mm. there's no fucking, there's no like special effects. It's cut the way those movies are cut. The, I, I happen to find that. The loud clomping of everybody's shoe on a fucking thousand year old wooden floor. Yeah. The New Year's Eve scene that you, we saw briefly in the trailer. It looks way better than the mm. one I saw. That is the most, that is like the most excited I've been watching a movie scene in theaters <laughs> this year because I'm just like, holy shit, like everyone, there's like a thousand extras, they're all wardrobed and like it's so perfectly timed, it just feels, this felt like, a, I'm gonna, this is the most pretentious thing I'll say today, this felt like a fucking movie. <laughs> like, and I love that. Well, I love when I sit down for a cinematic experience. You're right, but it, it takes two hours to get there. That's fine. I want. I love a slow burn. I watched yeah. a movie last night that's ninety minutes of Nixon talking. Like that's the kind of thing that I love. That which is, uh, well, what's that movie called? Secret Honor. Check it out. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I think. I mean, it's weird that you say this is a cinematic experience because this is kind of. I feel like the opposite of a cinematic experience in a weird yeah. way. In that, it's something that only cinema can do. You're never going to see a TV show that behaves like this, mm-hmm. and yet it doesn't have a full-fledged grandeur that you expect like Dunkirk you need to see on a big screen because it's so cinematic this is so interpersonal and it's all about what's going on inside people's heads Mm -hmm. it's hard to describe it as cinematic and yet it is so I'm gonna try and describe the premise of the movie for people who haven't seen it Mm -hmm. a professional dress designer meets the perfect model Mm-hmm. Well. And they sort of fall in love. <laughs> no, and then everybody else no. fill in from there. No, yeah, I wouldn't call. It. Well, it's no. The, well, if you're going to talk about plot, the plot of the movie is 
oh, this lady's also crazy. That's the plot <laughs> of the movie is you're, you're realizing how also crazy she is. But the real, like what the movie's about is it's about a guy who is being confronted with his own business becoming almost extinct because he refuses can relate to that he refuses to <laughs> accept new trends in fashion he has such a perfect idea of what he does that he will not change it so he makes like thousands of dollars possibly millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. and he is about to lose it all and i think he knows that but he's also a very old man but then he also yes finds this woman mm-hmm. but it's not that she's like she's not the perfect model she's this no. like skinny odd woman but to him mm-hmm. she represents everything he's trying to do well, I it's feel a, like it's a Pygmalion kind of situation yeah it, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it starts okay, out yeah. as uh, I mean the first two thirds of the movie it made me think of uh, Hitchcock's Rebecca more than anything in that uh-huh, it's yeah. about you know a, a naive sort of working class girl who is approached by this very rich fancy guy and whisked away into this world that she doesn't understand and we've learned from the beginning oh he's done this a bunch of times mm-hmm. she's not super special he just needs basically a punching bag uh, an emotional punching bag in his life to just sort of do what he says and not question it mm-hmm. and she starts she she chafes against that from pretty early on mm-hmm. and then and she gets tougher and tougher about it it's like also a film about how um like spectrum and things like that and like undiagnosed uh, mental things have always existed mm. and we used to see them differently we used to see them as oh mm. he's very difficult whereas today he'd be he's having a bad day mm. yeah mm. As, but like he's also like i don't i don't even know if i want to put that lens on it because it's also about a man being helpless without women in his life mm-hmm. like the yeah. women in his life really run everything and control him he's and, codependent and ocd yes which the way the twist that movie takes at the end is like about codependency to the millionth degree Whoa, yes. <laughs> it's crazy and i i think it's i think it's interesting to say not much happens in this movie because i feel like what we just talked about is 10 times more than we happen no, to see in movies yeah. there's just no fight scenes i was cramming well, i was cramming for the show during the last 45 minutes so i don't even know what you're talking I about i kind like, of felt like what you said with the, with the ending like it's not just codependency mm-hmm. it's almost like Today, this would be a couple uh, discovering some mutual fetish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, oh, no, yeah. I, I, I kind of like taking care of you while you're in a diaper, yeah. that sort of thing. You know and, what? But it's like because... Thumbs up to clown sex. Because they're so repressed. Like, it's it's this horribly destructive thing we're going to do instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this one of the signs of a great movie is, can you talk about it longer than the movie itself? <laughs> and I feel like... This one? Yeah, we could. Yeah, because totally. there's there's so much it's not that things happen, it's that we see the relationships and what that says about each individual and we could debate it and talk about it for probably hours. Is it, does he have is it um is he looking for a mom? Did he know he's looking for a mom? Does she want to be his replacement mom? Mm-hmm. What's you know, his sister, is she the one really in charge? Yes, no, maybe so. How does she feel about these women? Why does she have a man's name? Does that mean something? His is like he, business lady, was she he, the first one of these? Is she actually no, is no, he, she's a sister. She's a sister. Still. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, is is this he's all? Is he just gay? And this is how it's manifesting itself. All English people are gay. In this weird treatment of women, (laughs) he says he is he is a confirmed bachelor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uses those uses those words. That's that's a very loaded term. Yeah, yeah. You don't just accidentally say that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and there's like the, the. the fact that, like, when he first brings her in, and, and throughout the whole movie, he's extremely rude to her. Like, just oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when he's fitting her for a dress, like, oh, yes, I'll make you a dress, this very fancy dress that people would literally kill to own. <laughs> and uh, like, oh, you don't have any breasts. And she's like, I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't know how to say 
or doesn't know or doesn't care how to say things like the way people need to hear them. He just knows how to say them the way he hears them in his head the first yeah, time. I don't yeah. know if he knows people have feelings. I don't think he understands. I think you yeah. could have been like this movie's about a robot that landed back in time <laughs> and knew how to make dresses. I make beautiful dresses. Yeah. That's what I do. I am programmed <coughs> I make you look beautiful. Uh, and to what also... What is chic? <laughs> to, oh my God, that seems amazing. Yeah, nice. to, uh, to pimp the draft house again, sometimes you get a little goody when you go and they gave these like amazing booklets... This mm-hmm. booklet's like the size of like a record that just has a bunch of the like concept art and just beautiful wow. s- like screenshots Ooh. of the seventy millimeter like with the grain on it and everything and I just love. It. I also got. I mean, the, there's uh, no Phantom Thread Mondo glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I uh, I uh, got the. I was just to talk about this now. I got a Blade Runner uh, one sheet poster when I saw Blade Runner from there, and mm-hmm. I got uh, the the pen from Disaster Artists. <laughs> so I have that pen, mm. the one with the world, uh, Tommy's world yeah. or whatever, Tommy's planet. Uh, but I absolutely Christ. fucking just fa- I I am in love with this film and it's one of those movies we we talk about this all the mm-hmm. time where like I've never watched uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong again mm-hmm. I've never watched Synecdoche New York again like there's certain experiences I have in the theater where I'm like I might not be able to touch this again or uh, to get another 70 millimeter one I've never watched Hateful Eight again because mm-hmm. I got to see that in a giant theater in the mm-hmm. Cinemascope in 70 millimeter and I like I do I want to watch that on Netflix at home on my little TV. You know, I might just have to preserve this forever and be hmm. just a super shitty film nerd about it. Yeah, I got to see it at 70 millimeter at the draft well, house. Like I said, I feel like this is a movie that uh, I could watch again. I could. I, I feel just like don't know I would I get. I feel like I would get stuff out of it differently, maybe the second time around. So, I mean, that's always that's my absolute metric for a movie: is could I watch it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could watch yeah. this again. Will I get something out of it? Probably. Did you so. also watch it on a phone like Chris did? I no. didn't watch it on a phone. It was an Xbox. <laughs> on your fucking telephone. It was an Xbox, an enlarged <laughs> Edge browser. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. What can you talk a second about Daniel Day-Lewis? I, I oh. love the bit where he's just he meets her for the first time and he orders breakfast. Like yeah, so He Welsh, ordered 11,000 things! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welsh rabbit with uh, poached egg on top and uh, nacho yeah. runny. And, uh, yeah, so and, specific. Uh, and like, I'll I'm take like, this side of the yes. menu. Is he showing off? Toast mm-hmm. with jam. What's testing, testing her? Yeah. Is he's that testing, what he's doing? He's okay. testing her. Yeah, yeah. T- because he he they like may I have this and he like takes away her notepads. Like, will you remember? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, he's everyone in the movie is. I, there's not a bad performance. There's not a not great performance. Yeah. Everyone's fucking. But Daniel Day Lewis, like, if he really is retiring, mm-hmm. this is one to go out on I, for me. I if, believe him. I feel like it's him doing everything he's ever done in one thing. Like, I just he. he Daniel Lee Lewis, if you don't know, method actor extraordinaire, like disappears into his role for uh, sometimes multiple years. Yeah, prepares mm. very yeah. rigorously. Uh, he's always he's always he, very. What was I reading? He did some stuff with the ballet. Went and saw how seamstress learned how to sew. Yeah, for this character, and it's the most un. It feels like the most like Daniel Day Lewis role I've seen since like the nineties. Mm. I want to know if um, he did those drawings. Because his drawings mm. are phenomenal. Some of those are in that booklet, too. Put himself through art school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but he does all that shit. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe you're trying too hard. I don't know. Well, he's done now. Mm. Uh, that's what it takes. That. And yeah. That's what you feel like you need. All right. Just hopefully he didn't live as his character for a couple of years because he'd be horrible to Seems unpleasant. <laughs> Seems unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so I actually poisoned England. myself with strychnine. <laughs> <laughs> shit myself crazy. <laughs> but uh, on the question of how did he prepare for this role... Uh, we are lucky enough to have found a uh, a recording of mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson's meeting Special with Daniel feature. Day Lewis. Mm. Yeah, this is a, a Laser Time exclusive. Don't tell anybody else about it. Here it is.
D-Day, old so-and-so! It's been forever! Yes, old friend. It is truly good to see you. I trust you got the script and all the notes I sent while you were working on Lincoln. I know how you like to prep with your method acting and all that. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yes, yes. I, uh, I received those and read them thoroughly. I am, I am quite prepared. So, what kind of method stuff have you been doing? Like, everyone loves your stories of being in character on set. You, you live like an 1800s oil man when we did uh, There Will Be Blood. You learn how to build canoes for the super not racist Last of the Mohicans. Hell, I heard you would walk through a time machine made out of a refrigerator box on Lincoln. Yes, well, you, you know, some of those stories are exaggerated. Not that last one! It sounds fake, but has been corroborated from several sources. It's not a stupid joke in a sketch. No wonder you're retiring after this. I intend to make this performance worth it to be my last. I am ready to slam evil. Huh, yeah, I'll, okay, okay. So, tell me about your approach. I'm I'm totally open. Ah, uh, well, uh, I want to make sure I'm respectful of the source material. You mean the script? Yes, and, and the material upon which it's based. Mm, my brain, yes. And I know people still remember Mr. Zane's wonderful performance in the original. The method guys always come up with the oddest backstories. I can't wait to learn who that is. I'm just worried if uh, someone my age is, is the right choice for a film with uh, such action and stunts. You know the puking? I think you'll be fine. That's not really... What, what are you looking at? Nothing. What's on your arm? Nothing. I, I, what is this? This looks like ballpoint pen. Billy Zane, Slam Evil, 1996 Australian-American neo-noir superhero film directed by Simon Winsor based on Lee Fox comics. Daniel! This looks like you just copied down notes from the Wikipedia page for the film The Phantom. Okay, so I, I didn't prepare at all. I, I just thought I could wing it. Just, just once. I got the script three years ago, and I put it in a drawer, and I totally forgot about it until this morning. I googled it all on the way here, and I, I thought it said The Phantom 2. Oh, Daniel, I'm so disappointed. I'm just so tired, Paul. I, I've i learned how to speak Czech, I've gone to prison, I've learned to box, I've gone months without bathing or standing up from a wheelchair. Do you know how many Oscars I have? Three. That's still more than most people. It's not as many as Hepburn. It's the same number as Meryl Streep. She's never done any of that stuff. I had two extra children and gave one of them of my choice to the Nazis. Just to see if I could. That timeline doesn't even... It was in Charlottesville. It still counts. I'm just so sick of all this and I can't take it anymore. I'm sorry, Paul, but I can't do this movie. I've been offered a show on CBS. It's called Dan... With an exclamation point, I play an architect slash advertising executive who tries to balance his work life with his family. It's a little conservative, but not in your face about it. Chuck Lorre created it. We've already been picked up for 300 episodes. My god. It's gonna be a hit. It'll be huge, Paul. And I won't have to do anything. Well, oh, Godspeed, Daniel. I'm, I'm sure my mom will love that. All moms will. Goodbye, Paul. <sighs> Hello, Paul. Sandler! Want to buy another six months of credibility before you go on vacation again? All right, great. I'll send a script right over. And what's Spade up to? I bet I can fix him, too. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I guess it was only a matter of time. See you at the funeral. Hey, guys. Uh, a lot of people didn't remember a movie called The Post was nominated. Hmm. Um, I keep forgetting. Before I we saw get into this that, movie. can we get into like how weird it is that we live in the alternate universe where Adam Sandler was in? Uh... Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> very very strange. <laughs> it is very strange. Making dresses is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I take a Welsh rabbit. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the universe where he wrote the song Breakfast Lady. <laughs> so yeah we can disappear into that one it's quite like ours um the post uh jesus christ that i think i just read just call it oscar bait just call it oscar that's what bait. it is i saw this movie and i loved i messaged you and i was like mm-hmm. post is awesome because i was like i think it was when i was getting on a plane oh yeah i got i watched this and then i got on a plane to new jersey and then on my plane i watched all the presidents men mm-hmm. but uh, uh i watched should it watch them together that yeah it was, a good double it's one long it's like watching uh, casino royale and uh quantum Rosales. <laughs> But uh, I watched this movie, I loved it, and then now it's just like, it's like a Marvel movie, it just slid off my brain. Like, I just uh, keep forgetting I saw it. No, I I mean, it wasn't, I, I can understand, that does make sense, mm-hmm. because, I don't know, okay, the movie the movie is about uh, the Washington Post, that is the Post, mm-hmm. who publishes, what, uh, some... Pentagon Jesus, Papers. Pentagon yeah. Papers, uh, about 30 years of involvement in Vietnam, which shows that they lied to everybody, probably got a bunch, like... Thousands of Americans killed, hundreds of thousands, of hundreds Americans. of thousands Vietnamese. of uh, yeah. like millions of Vietnamese. Uh, they they knew that Vietnam was unwinnable. Yep, and mm-hmm. they kept throwing more people at them. It more was people, like, people, hey, you money. think Nixon's bad? Guess what? You're like four presidents deep. Yeah, this yeah. goes back yeah. to Truman. <laughs> shit. And yep. the New York Times published like gets the paper. The Post is struggling, and the New York Times is always better than they are. They get the papers first. Uh, the White House sues them, and, and it's an unprecedented case. What's in the, the word Post. they keep using? Injunction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that if the post, if the Washington Post were to publish this, knowing that the New York Times got sued, and oh yes, that's I don't know, that's one of the great things about the movie Meryl Streep's character that they're about to bring the the stock public mm-hmm. to the paper, and the bank might not allow that to happen if they go through a controversy and get sued, and then a they family business, yeah, for, family for business, generations, and they end up winning a landmark lawsuit, you know, giant blow to tyrants and people who try and stifle free speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is an inspiring story, but I also think. This is by populist Steven Spielberg. I think I read, at least for him, maybe in film fucking history, or at least this year, the fastest turnaround of anything. They picked up a script in February. It was shot, mm. and it was done in May. Damn! It was that he like he shot this after he finished Ready Player One. Did you uh, wow. did you hear Scott mm-hmm. Ackerman's review of this movie? What he said? Uh, have you ever seen a Steven Spielberg movie? Mm-hmm. It's that. It is that. <laughs> it is that, which is why it was hard to grab a clip, because like, I feel like every year I grab a clip of Tom Hanks from a Steven Spielberg movie in a period piece uh, delivering cool dad dialogue that <laughs> never wins shit. Uh, but I, my perception of this, this is Steven Spielberg, a populist, a, I don't want to say centrist because I fucking hate that stupid term. He's too famous to have opinions. Well, he's too mainstream. Except that World War II was bad. This is, this is how a very polite millionaire condemns the current administration and, yeah. that, and that's why he jumped on it and that's why he made it and it's all about Nixon and it closes with the Watergate Hotel so it has no repercussions to what we're talking about now but Spielberg doesn't do commentaries and he also doesn't tweet and if he had something to criticize the president over he's such a he, can, he has so much money instead of a tweet he made a movie <laughs> to express his dissatisfaction with the current administration he just makes uh, special think- features where he dunks on George Lucas in front of him <laughs> which is the best and I do, I, I I don't think it's the story of the post. It, I haven't really seen a movie with Meryl Streep where, I, I, like, she made me cry, and it doesn't mm. seem like that kind of movie. Mm. But just like, let's do it. That scene, yeah, the let's do it scene, like, is was so tense it's and so, so emotional it's for me. So good because you're ready. You're like, okay, here's the Oscar clips. It's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. You think she's gonna be like, and then we will publish. But she's just like, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. you're like, oh my god, like, yeah. it shocks you, you about how small it is. You've seen the paper going against the bad guy movie before. In fact, mm-hmm. Spotlight was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but what you haven't seen is this woman with Spotlight. the weight of the world on her. Her husband and father are gone, and being the only woman to what be a 
fucking publisher of a newspaper yeah. and and like it could completely go away mm-hmm. with this one decision and that to me made the movie way more fascinating and that she confronts people like my kids went to war Mm-hmm. Our kids got like you don't think this is important? Uh, fucking confronting Robert McNamara, goddammit. it! Yeah. And that like the who's difference... like her personal friend? Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, the Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara is like her buddy. Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it too. Is like it's like well, this is gonna hurt his feeling. Like I don't want to like fuck up his life because he's a friend and all. But on the other hand, he's a Secretary of Defense, and he knew that Vietnam was unwinnable and threw more people into the fire anyway. Yeah, like the press quick relation... recommend Fog of War if you've never seen. Oh, it's just fuck, him talking yes. to camera, like fuck, kind yes. of blatantly admitting he'd be for war crimes at any other time yes like the mm. press relating to these real people and also mm. that like tom hanks was like best friends with jfk like that's also mm. yeah. a, like that's a specter hanging over this movie ah. it's like i was good friends with him uh, that's the thing i have a clip of hey. to make this decision to risk her fortune and the company that's been her entire life well i think that's brave if the government wins, the Washington Post will cease to exist. That is not the clip I have. Yeah. But if you look up uh, the post, like the first clip on there is him talking about, like, yeah, mm-hmm. buddy, buddy with journalists. It's what presidents do. Looking at that photo, yeah. what's that, like the mm-hmm. 10th time he's in Photoshop next to JFK? In the movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. yeah. It should have just taken a still out of Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, I was a lot younger then. That would have been hilarious. I have to pee. I, I have th- to pee. <laughs> I think the post is an old-timey kind of Oscar Beatty movie. Yes. But... Well, I mean, I gotta call it Oscar Bait in that mm-hmm. it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. There's clear good guys and bad guys. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Steven Spielberg and stars Tom Hanks and Meryl fucking And Strain. Bob and David. And Who, Bob and yeah. David I don't, for some reason. I don't give Spielberg credit for being a Mr. Show fan. But both but some, of them. And some, they're standing <laughs> next to each other. And I'm like, what's happening? And Someone in the casting like knew Show I sketch. was. Like, it does. <laughs> it does. They all have bad wigs. <laughs> Any movie where, like, they keep asking one question. That's yeah. when he's like, do we publish or not? Like, that's, that's what makes do it feel that publish? way. Yep. But, I, but out I, of all of those characters, I have to give a shout out to the true hero of the film. Hmm. The copy editor. Oh, mm. shit. Mm. When they bring that thing to him, slam it on his desk, the very first thing he does is takes his pencil out and just right, wipes out the lead. Yeah. That's the fucking funniest That's thing I've ever seen in a movie. That's the funniest thing. And I can't he doesn't even, even look at it. He just scratches just, it out. Nope. Yeah, I can't imagine, because I am a copy editor, that back in the day, is one. the other thing I love about this movie is showing the detail of how things were printed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that, you know, they're they're typing stuff up on this, like, mimeograph paper, and then it's got to go to the typesetter, and there's, like, this machine that's dropping these little letters down, like it's, like, uh, Tetris or something, like, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- you have to, someone's writing something really, really fast, they're typing as fast as they can, mm-hmm. no spell check. None of that shit, and it's the copy editor's job to go through and make sure everything's spelled right, the grammar's right, they're not committing massive fucking libel. To send it to a fact checker and a lawyer at the same time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they gotta do this fucking fast, like, we're holding the front page for this. With no email. Yeah, everyone has to run around and do everything by hand to make sure, like, oh, in this paragraph, you know, you you meant McNamara, not McNermany. Who's also a guy that you're writing about. Oh, oh shit, we gotta fix that. Yeah. It's, that guy is my hero. I tried to look up and find out what were the actual names of the copy editors. Mm-hmm. And even <laughs> in interviews, Ben Bradley said we were working with copy editors the whole time. They always had copy editors there so that everything would be like done in chunks and it would be completely ready. Even he wouldn't tell me their names, man, and they're heroes. <laughs> copy yeah. editors! Copy editors, a salute. Mm-hmm. To, well, it is paper porn. 
Yeah. Oh, not yeah. in the spotlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How much of that do you think was Spielberg, and how much of that do you think was like Tom Hanks sneaking into the edit bay? Like, we need a few more shots of typewriters. <laughs> we need more typewriters. That's right. I need to finish. Typewriter obsessed Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, but un- un- he made like, a documentary yeah, about it's Oscar Beatty. It's but unlike Darkest Hour, it it had a point to the present. Yeah. Rather than reflection yeah. and yeah. like look at us triumph all those years ago. Like I do think this is the writing and Spielberg being involved is this sending a shot yeah. at the and current you, you have you have a point with the you know the the uh, public offering part mm-hmm. in that it muddies the waters more and it makes it more complicated than I was expecting. It does, and like the idea that you need to root for this rich person to do the right thing because. I don't know. It'd be fucking hard, man. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Like to make the correct ethical decision and publish this paper or lose everyone's jobs and your family's legacy. Yeah. And they wouldn't let Trump watch it. <laughs> what? Uh, Trump, when he requested oh, to that- show it in his personal theater and Tom <laughs> Hanks was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you watch Finding like Dory again. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Finding Dory and you like it. Yeah, but No one did. Everyone <laughs> thought it was fine. No. But like, yeah, like you said, with all the presidents, men, it teases a sequel. Yeah. But that sequel was made 40 years ago. That <laughs> I watched much better. <laughs> if, if that was, it is a lot better. That should have been a post credit sequence. Just, just Ben Bradley like waking up and like yeah. fucking Trump's in the White House. Or have like the the guy opening the the guy with the flashlight is Sam Jackson in a, in a black leather jacket. Oh, and it's I think I said this already on a show, but the in all the presidents men, the security guard who catches the Watergate guys is the real guy that worked at the Watergate. Yeah. They got oh, yeah. him to play himself because that movie was only oh, made like three years later. Yeah, it's like the fastest turnaround for public events. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. if it'd be like the post really was about Trump. Well, like, it, we just yeah. made a movie about him. That's that's the problem I think we're seeing with certain scandals going on now it's really hard to see a coherent narrative in a story that's unfolding over 18 months mm-hmm. yeah. that's why a movie like all, all the president's men like no here's what everything that happened and some of the shit yeah. you forgot about wait till the movies that are made 30 years from now i think it's gonna be fucking amazing i'm trying mm-hmm. not to open up my yeah. news app right now and see what other indictments have gone through mm-hmm. uh, uh, i watched part of all the president's men the other night and mm-hmm. uh although every time hal holbrook pops up his deep throat i'm like <laughs> bitch i know who you are now <laughs> hi mark how FBI you doing guy? mark uh but Liam Neeson played you in a movie and no one liked it <laughs> but see i but i saw the version when steven spielberg was going head to head with war ragnarok when mm-hmm. he released this movie and he wanted it to have a post credit sequence too uh, and I think it goes something like this you did it Catherine we did it Ben okay fine but because of your tenacity we can continue to publish without fear of the government suppressing the truth this is truly an historic moment for first amendment rights and free speech and more importantly let the public know that they're being deceived by their elected officials this could even save lives we've shown the world the White House will not and cannot silence the free press hell you know what this could bring down Nixon entirely the president Get a hold of yourself, Ben. You can't just unseat a president, not overnight. I don't know. When there's smoke, there's fire. And that smoke smells a lot like the tip of the iceberg of the Nixon administration. You really want to use that many metaphors? Aren't you a writer? Uh, hey, boss. This just in. <laughs> Apparently, President Richard Nixon is constantly recording himself, and we just got a copy of the tapes. See what I'm saying, cat? What are you waiting for, kid? Pop it in. You know, and I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down on Palm Beach. I moved on her and I failed. I'll admit it. What is it? Just sounds like locker room talk? I did try and fuck her. Wow. She was married. (laughs) She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. And I took her out for furniture. I moved on her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there. And she was married. Then all of a sudden, she's now got those big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. Whoa, whoa. Are you kidding me? 
What? It's just boys being boys, Ben. I know you love a good scoop. No need to run with a story about the president cursing. It's not just the language, Cat. It's the words, the meaning behind them. This is the president talking openly, somewhat disparagingly, about actively trying to have an affair with a married woman. And, uh, he's also married, too. Oh, hush. It's all blather. I'm sure that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, that's her. With the gold. I better use some Tic Tacs, just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful women. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. Jesus Christ! That's... that's disgusting. Disgusting? This is the kind of thing that can bring down a presidency. Oh, come off it, Ben. There's no proof of any... any ill deeds or impropriety. This is just the way men talk. No! No, it isn't, Cat. Besides, that's beyond unbecoming of a president. Hell, a human being. If the public were to hear this, there's no way they'd vote for Nixon, let alone let him even run. Uh, boss, the tape's still playing. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems to us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some of them, I assume, are good people. all Mexicans rapists? I mean, it sounded like that. Maybe he was just saying Mexico is sending all of the rapists to America, and maybe not that all Mexicans are rapists. And maybe someone that unprepared and that horrendous at public speaking has no business being wall. president? Oh, sorry, boss. Tape's still going. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border. And I will make Mexico pay for that wall. Does he know how stupid, how racist that sounds? Clearly, he doesn't know he's being recorded. What the hell did Mexico ever do to him? We have to inform the public. Tell them this idiotic wall is infeasible to build, let alone maintain, that we're all immigrants, and the majority of illegals get into the country by plane. Holy shit! He just said something profoundly Islamophobic in the same sentence he was disparaging a Gold Star family. Shh, 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 that was two seconds ago. He's talking about school shootings now. I think a concealed permit for teachers and letting people know that there are people in the building with a gun. In my opinion, you won't have these shootings because these people are cowards. They're not going to walk in schools if they know 20% of the teachers have guns. Maybe 40%. We need to let people know you come into schools, you're going to be dead. I have a great relationship with the blacks. Jesus! I've always had a great relationship oh, with this, the blacks. This has to be recorded out of context over many years, decades even. There's no way this could have all been right said now. in the span of I, one or two years. My fingers are long and beautiful, as it has been well documented, are various other parts of my body. Well, what are we supposed to do about this? I, I don't know. I don't know where to start. It just keeps going. Is this guy, by which I mean President Richard Nixon, completely untouchable? Nobody's untouchable. But as of right now, pre-1974 and not 2018, no U.S. president has been ousted in the middle of his term. And probably never will. I do fear the public could get numb to it all. Or that his supporters would just dig in their heels. The more we make him look like a monster, the more people who voted for him will have to defend him so they don't appear similar. One person's outrage becomes another's eye roll. But, I mean, at this point, he's just saying stuff. Insane stuff, but he's not under oath. It's nothing criminal or impeachable. Yet. His actions and ethical decisions are what we need to watch, so let's double down. Like a goddamn hawk. What do we do in the meantime? It starts small. Understood. How about that thing you said about movies needing ratings? <laughs> Sounds good, but first, how about we get a drink and clear our heads? There's a nice bar in the Watergate Hotel. Perfect. Nothing takes my mind off amoral, incompetent leadership like a big, shiny, palatial, unrelated Washington hotel. You said it. Hey, Kissinger, watch me do an impression of this handicapped reporter. 
If I told you about her, the princess without voice, what would I say? What would you say, Richard Jenkins? I'm sure we'll get to hear it. Uh, sh shape of Water. Shape yep. of Water is next yay. on the Astronomy yay. list. Is that a big yay from everybody? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I had a feeling. Not to spoil our, our, our ending, but yeah. That's I think we all love running. Shape of Water. Yeah. It's really, really... It's it's beautiful. And it, it, in terms of, like, what did you call Gary Oldman's Oscar nomination? Mm, uh, career award? I, I feel like Tiltor's not that old, but it's been, like, 20, 30 years, and he doesn't get... Oh, noticed. Chronos was, what, 19... Yeah, something? like... Well, Payne's Labyrinth is 20 years ago now, isn't it? Or no, no, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Years ago. Okay. And it... it it got it won like foreign film, but like didn't yeah. didn't take the awards for any of the yeah. big categories. Chronos mm -hmm. was ninety three. Yeah, he's been writing about how like Hellboy's coming up on its fourteen year anniversary. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I saw him tweet that today. Yeah, yeah. God damn, that makes me feel. But Guillermo del Toro, the director of Shape of Water, is one of my favorite human beings, and he should be one of your favorite human beings too. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you there's a great video of him, Andy Richter walking around his house, and <laughs> he is a huge old gothic horror nut mm -hmm. like yeah. ju like just like but beyond what you think yeah there's a creature from the black lagoon in the house but there's also a full one one scale replica of edgar yeah. Allan poe that just sits in his living room well, he, <laughs> he donated uh, or loaned a lot of his collection to the uh, museum in los angeles LACMA. yeah LACMA. yeah the museum museum of modern art and yeah. uh, and yeah there, there's like a uh a book that I, I I got a copy of like just like a catalog of all the stuff in the collection and it's amazing. Oh, that's it's just cool. like things like why would anyone make this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what the shape yeah. of water reminds me of. It's that beautiful Del Toro touch, but it's it's more on the nose of the stuff that he loves, mm -hmm. like the old horror stuff. Because I don't mm -hmm. think I've seen him make exactly that type of movie. And then it puts this new yet classic spin on it that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Well, yeah, that's uh, right. when it came out, uh, I was I said on some show that, like, most of the pieces of this film I could probably find in another film. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is a kind of movie I've never seen before yeah. and I don't think has existed. Like, all these things coming together. And I feel like it's a movie that could not have been made earlier than, like, the day that it came out. Like, the things mm -hmm. that it's about with the mm -hmm. otherness and representation and all that stuff, like... It's a, it came out at exactly the right. It's amazing well, that we have like that and Get Out and Blade Runner and all these mm -hmm. movies with these things to say that seem like huge re and the post that seem like huge reactions to the current administration when it's like mm -hmm. these movies have been in production for a while. Yeah. Some of the some of them had to have been before the election yeah, happening. I I feel like I could see Shape of Water being made in an earlier time, but in a different way. I mean, obviously you have yeah. to cut out all sexuality, especially female mm -hmm. sexuality. Yeah, yeah, that, can, I didn't care no for more that scenes part. of yeah. masturbating in tubs. I tweeted, no. I tweeted nothing to Del Toro but uh, vomiting emojis. Don't make me watch <laughs> it. Paddington's pleasure. mom. You can see her be Paddington's mom yes. and also ah. jacket. In uh, the tub. Sally, starring Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, mm -hmm. Octavia Spencer, and Doug Jones. I think we have two acting Oscars out of there. Did Michael Shannon get nominated? Uh, I don't remember. We'll check on that in a second. Yeah. Doug so, Jones didn't get nominated. That should. sucks. I, I love that Michael Shannon is so expert at playing no, these menacing, creepy characters. Yeah. And yet, then I see, like, all these internet videos of him, like, just, like, trying on cute knitted caps and petting kittens. Or, <laughs> no, sweet dude. Like, I saw one a little while ago. is like, uh, celebrities showing off their stupid talents. And his talent is he's sitting there, like, in a tuxedo playing piano. But the talent that he's showing off is that he can shove, like, uh, $2 and change up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's it's just like you should never do this. You what's know, the John Glazer this. Adult Swim show? Delocated. Delocated. He's yeah. on that show. Is he? Oh yeah, God. he's a, he's in. He's the guy at the end of um, I think the first season who he like 
trades places with and has like a big bro down with in a bush like they meet each other in a bush and like become best friends and they trade places and then he ends up getting shot because they think he's John Glazer I did see and that they have a funeral for him yeah <laughs> that's freaking Michael Shannon I'm fresh off of Boardwalk Empire but in case we didn't say it's hard to describe Shape of Water it's the one thing I sort of care about spoiling for people but not really like the big yeah. thing is already out there it was out there before the movie came out yeah, I don't know what you can what do you think you could spoil Sharon Booty yeah, <laughs> swapping genitals with a monster. The man. It's like it's not like it, you see anything. It's yeah. it's you not see her plenty. But yeah, you see some her again. And you I never just see the fish dick. And I just yeah. saw Paddington, the the sweet mom from Paddington, just mm-hmm. jerking off and fucking mm-hmm. fucking the creature the from Children's Black Book artist from and it Paddington. is it, it's clearly re- like uh, I love the connections to Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, um, well, yes, that's Creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. uh, a romantic fairy tale. Something yeah. Del Toro said was that, like, when he saw a Creature from the Black Lagoon as a kid, mm-hmm. he thought it should have been a romance. That it's like there, there is clearly a connection between the creature and the woman. Like, yeah, why wasn't it a romance? Because it's not unlike King Kong, where he mm-hmm. shows interest in a lady and kidnaps her. But it's like it's a little sweeter, mm-hmm. a, yeah. a, a tiny bit. Not mm-hmm. it's, but and for Holly, Holly, for the Universal monster movies. It's. I can't even believe they lump it in because it's made like 30, 40 years later. It should have been in the dark universe. Yeah, it yeah. should have been. Yeah. But it's. But it holds up the best. Like I watch the movies almost every Halloween. You should really watch Creature Creature from the Black Lagoon if you haven't seen it. It, mm-hmm. lo- it looks great. It's widescreen. Holds up real well. Mm-hmm. Shot in my hometown in the underwater sequences. Uh, but I love that movie and I really really like this movie. It's about a mute woman uh, working in a secret governmental lab that all of a sudden mm-hmm. one day brings in a creature type. Yeah, and, uh, and they're cool with the cleaning women coming in and seeing. Yeah, they yeah. really don't keep that fishman. No. I guess that maybe they have some kind of clearance. That I guess they, they have must. to. Well, remember, there, in a world without Twitter, it would take them months to tell everybody. By then, the, she can't tell anybody. Then it's go- and she can't tell anybody. That's, That's a great yeah, send yeah. in the mute lady. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fine. Uh, she won't fuck anything. But just a <laughs> fucking beautiful movie. In every, all the things you know, Del Toro for you know he has like eleven million pages of backstory for every fucking character. It, it could be explanation for everything. Going to have production design. Yeah. That's going to be big and colorful, but also sort of dark and spooky and very gothic, but also feels sort of sort of real, but sort of like magically real, like magical realism. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where he that's his that's his sweet spot. He, mm-hmm. he goes for that. Where it's like it's real, but maybe fairies exist, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And that's Dead what kids I, live in the pool. Yeah, whatever. That's whatever. what I love about it. It feels so uniquely del Toro, but it, it also feels mainstream but he did it did i don't think he sold out as a fan of del toro it doesn't feel like he sacrificed anything it's no, just it feels a dope totally, ass movie he would have made this movie anyway mm-hmm. it would have just had a lower budget and been in spanish and i love yeah. the reemergence of richard jenkins what an hey. actor who doesn't get famous until he's like 60 <laughs> and he's just awesome and everything and it's mm-hmm. his second academy award in like the last five years yeah uh, i i do have to say i kind of don't want octavia spencer to have that nomination yeah yeah, and I love Octavia Spencer, and I think she's really good in this. I just don't feel like she was given much to no. do to show off. I don't think she and would be there at all if the character main character could talk. Well, that's true. She has to support her a lot. But I can think of this, you know, where's your Holly Hunter and Big Sick, man? I can mm. think of a couple other people I might slot in there. Yeah. But, you know, that's okay. I, It's, you know, it's not her fault. I like Octavia so Spencer. So if you know, why did Big Sick get a nomination? It got, got a writing nomination. Yeah, yeah, Kumail yeah. Nanjiani's nominated for a fucking Oscar, yep. and, fucking and Emily Gordon. That's crazy. a guy who once agreed to be on this podcast, and we couldn't get it together, which will never nah. happen now. Yeah. No, no, I'm never happen now. I can't do it. I, I, Don't I, do Kumails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Shape of Water. I think of all the you know we talk about a bunch of movies and we talk about the Oscars that I think a lot of our audience won't ever see. I don't want Shape of Water to be that movie. 
It's really yeah. good. You're almost guaranteed to love it. Yeah, it, and it's something. It feels like it's something different. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I think I will rewatch this too, just because I feel transported to someplace different. I'll mm-hmm. rewatch it as soon as there's like a big HD version I can watch at home. I cannot wait to watch it again. Yeah. I did have the experience. I, there's no real funny punchline to this, but like I was in Florida and I recommended it to a friend, and she watched it with her mother, and mm. you know. They like a lot of mainstream movies. They had no problem with the Emoji movie. The kid loves it now. Um, oh, and saw this movie. And it fucking like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, that was their reaction to the film. I oh. was a little shocked just because I thought this had the broadest appeal of any mm-hmm. movie. And it didn't from someone I know very well. Mm-hmm. Just thought it was a shot. Why did you make mm-hmm. me watch that with my mother? I'm like, I don't know. Your fucking mother was there. Uh, but... Jesus, really? That's how you feel about this movie? What, just because it has sex and violence? Yeah. Well, sex with a monster, if we haven't said that already. Yourself. Yeah. You don't get to, you don't get to mm-hmm. see a woman orgasm in a James Bond movie. You don't get to see it in a movie <laughs> yeah. about the, the fish from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, well, that's why it's like, like I said, you could make this at an earlier time and you would just strip out that stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. I think it's important. There's a reason it's there because we're so used to having like mute characters or blind characters, deaf characters of like, they're sweet, they're innocent, they're mm-hmm. naive, they're like children. It's mm-hmm. like, sh- no. She's a woman with agency. Yeah. She is doing stuff. She's the one who makes all the decisions that are important along the way. Mm-hmm. She tells that guy, what does she say to him? Like, she just, wants to get down. You. Yeah, and she spells like, out F U C K. That's good. That was that great. That was awesome. She gets up two hours before she has to be at work every morning just so she can jerk it in the tub and boil some eggs. <laughs> but it's also like she has agency and we're seeing like she's a sexual being, but it's also mm-hmm. rigorous routine. Yeah, yes. you know, it's kind of boring. And then trying the to beat my time. Then the exciting thing happens. Yeah, I, I just guy. I cannot wait to watch this again. I thoroughly recommend it to everybody out there, if only for that sweet, sweet Cadillac. Oh, mm-hmm. so, oh so yes, good. the Cadillac. so good. Just part of the project. The Cadillac thing. was the real star of the movie. It really was. Yes, it really was. Uh, and with that, uh, I don't even know how to intro this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My sketches are always like. Uh, mad parody, but then a unique idea derails the whole thing midway through. <laughs> there you go. We'll see you in a moment and talk about our final film. Due to the difficulty of conveying the use of American Sign Language in an all-audio format, the parts of Eliza and the Amphibian Man will be played by text-to-speech voices. Let me make one thing clear. Your job is to clean the lab and get out. The thing we keep in here, the thing I dragged here from the Amazon, is an affront to the Lord. Do you know what an affront is, Zelda? I'm pretty sure it's what you're doing to that sink we just cleaned. A man either washes his hands before or after tending to his needs. It tells you a lot about a man. He does it both times, points to a weakness in character. So, what does it say when you start peeing in it while talking down to two women? Oh, hey there, mute girl. I notice you're staring at my... Cattle prod. This is disgusting. Fuck you. I'm going to go talk to the fish man. You think she'll sleep with me now that she's seen the shape of my water? Gross. This fish man may have bitten off a man's fingers, but he is a misunderstood and gentle creature. I bet I can totally teach him sign language. Hey, fish man, check out this egg I boiled. Now say egg. 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 Doctor, look what Eliza's teaching the fish man. This is amazing. Think of the things we can learn from another sentient creature. I can't wait to tell my Russian handlers, I mean scientific colleagues. Egg. 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 All we've learned so far is egg. 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 
Egg. You're Egg. right. This is bullshit. Egg. Let's get him out of here. Egg. Uh, Eliza, as your cowardly neighbor, I have to say that stealing a fish man from the government during the height of Cold War paranoia seems like a bad idea. And I'm sure it violates some kind of NDA. Quit being such a pussy. It'll be fine. Just help him into the laundry truck. Wait. Is that... The car of the future. We need to leave! Get away from that green Cadillac! It's Teal. With four doors. Tubeless black wall tires. An elegant and stately vehicle for a modern man who knows what he wants and how to get it. V8 with overhead valve for superior horsepower. Rochester four-barrel carburetor. Florentine leather upholstery. Vertical nacelle fins inspired by NASA. Sleek hardtop design. A smoother, quieter power plant. Independent front and rear brakes. Exclusive cornering lamp for enhanced safety. The car of cars. Truly a masterwork of the motoring age. Well I'm horny as shit now. Want to see the shape? Of my water? Fuck. You are a god. If I told you about them, what would I say? That they lived happily ever after? I believe they did. I'm reminded of a poem, whispered by someone in love. In all its distinguished history, Cadillac has never before created a motor car so finely crafted, so meticulously refined, so progressively engineered. Even the most casual inspection of this magnificent car. I don't think a lot of reaction to three billboards is very fair. No? No, no. I just want, I'm just trying to do my best Woody Harrelson right now. As we talk about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, written and directed by Martin McDonough, starring Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson. Is the billboard Sam mightier Rockwell. than the AR-15? Sam <laughs> Rockwell, Peter Dinklage. Uh, I really, really like this movie, but I also yeah. like really like the work of uh, Martin McDonough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know, because I saw, I saw it with Grimm, was, were, he introduced me to In Bruges, which I think is a fantastic film. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's got a new movie coming out, and like, this looks, yeah, I'll go. And I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought this yeah. movie was really funny. <laughs> I love those that Coen Brothers approach to like, every character in here is despicable. Uh, I have, yet redeemable at the same time. Well, I think that's wow. that's liberal Twitter's argument, is mm. that like, how dare you try and redeem a character? I'm like, how dare you clearly haven't seen a play before like this is just what non-mainstream stories do it's called a character mm. arc yeah it, you don't mm-hmm. go from all good to all bad or all bad to all good you got yeah. burned you go from, up sorry someone asked you to empathize with someone you hate a Jesus terrible Christ. shade of gray to a slightly different shade of gray <laughs> there it's, it's shades of gray all There's, right look we're out we've had three there must be as many as 50 shades and we've, yes. we've had 150 shades of gray so far three movies 50s a piece yes so, <laughs> and now we're done so other movies have to carry on the shades of gray because there's so many more out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, the movie's about a woman whose uh, daughter is raped and murdered, mm. and she, which thankfully we don't. That happens before the. I'm movie so starts. glad yeah. they did yeah. not. 
go yes. there. That's but, that's. I hate when movies show us things just to make us grossed out. I think mm-hmm. that was sort of the point because, like Mildred, while an awesome character to watch, and I hope Frances McDormand takes every Oscar from now mm-hmm. and whoever after, is yeah. kind of a terrible person. But we've yeah, she's been given reason why her husband fucking sucks. So that John Hawk <laughs> showing up for like two <laughs> seconds. Kenny Powers' yeah. brother yeah. gets to beat the shit out of her in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's she's also undergone one of the most traumatic things that can happen to a mother, and you kind of accept irrational behavior but she her. can't yeah. say naughty words yeah that's also what yeah. Twitter's upset and she kicks a guy and a girl in the crotch it's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah. that teenagers would, that's yeah. like you don't... no repercussions yeah, yeah. no yeah. they don't call the cops well, you know, that woman you just you know how the police force us. works yeah how come sheriff how come <laughs> and is that what it says raped while dying on the first billboard mm-hmm. uh, no arrest n- no still no arrest yeah. yes how no come arrest. Willoughby how come yeah. uh, how come Chief Willoughby how come Chief Willoughby how come Making- how come guy who works like to the bone and did everything you possibly could have mm-hmm. to help solve yeah. this case and just ran that's, out of leads that's why I got this clip it's one of my favorite clips uh, with the two of them in it Woody Harrelson and Francis McDormand I'd do anything to catch the guy who did it Mrs. Hayes but when the DNA don't match no one who's ever been arrested and when the DNA don't match any other crime nation wide and when there wasn't a single eyewitness from the time she left your house to the time we found her well right now there ain't too much more we can do could pull blood from every man and boy in this town over the age of eight there's several rights laws prevents that mrs hayes and what if he was just passing through town pull blood from every man in the country then then what if he was just passing through the country if it was me i start up a database Every male baby what's born, stick him on it. And as soon as he'd done something wrong, cross-reference it, make 100% certain it was a correct match, then kill him. Yeah, well, there's definitely civil rights laws for that. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to track him down. I don't think those billboards is very fair. The time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now. But I'm glad you got your priorities straight. I'll say that for you. <laughs> yeah. Na- like yeah. a wonderfully nasty woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, man. Yeah, Harrelson is great in this. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite scenes. There's scenes together. That scene and there's another scene were them together Mm -hmm. because I feel like you know in a lesser version of this he would just be an old corrupt piece of shit Mm -hmm. who didn't really care because it's too much trouble but like you really care about him and it's like he Mm -hmm. really he's he's tried his best he really has but they're just so outside of their depth this police force they just They've gotten as far as they can. They don't yeah. know what to do. And DNA database? We're next to the general store. Like, yeah. our office doesn't have that. And you, you kind of figure that, like, you know, people, I guess, part of the redemptive arc of one of the characters is, like, he grabs the case file, and that's mm-hmm. what he saves. And uh, it's like, you have to figure, this is probably the biggest case this police, this podunk yeah. fucking sheriff's office has ever seen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's why you root for Woody Harrelson so much is because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. feel like next in line is Sam Rockwell, one of the oh, worst yeah. characters he's I think of the year in an Oscar nominated movie. But he's, he's so stupid and such yeah, a piece of he's shit. A, he's a perfect Coen Brothers character. Totally, he's like dumb, racist, violent, uh, <laughs> but like comically stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know what it is. Like he he's he's shown as a comic book reader, and fifty mm-hmm. percent of the time he's reading a fake comic, and fifty percent of the time he's wearing incorruptible on his shirt and reading Incorruptible. Only that comic 
Huh. Would you, uh, what's, Irredeemable, is that what it's a spell Yeah, Irredeemable. Irredeemable, and then Incorruptible was the companion book. Yeah. Irredeemable, Irredeemable is like if what if Superman decided, like, yeah. fuck the whole world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should run this whole thing. I'm You're king all now. dead to me. And I'm king now. I, I'm, I'm an angry, petulant god, and uh, if somebody insults me, I'm going to level their whole city. Yeah. And Incorruptible is the, the spin off, the reverse. Yeah. The villain who decides to go good. Yeah. And. I don't know what that means other than like the most on the surface meaning in the universe which I feel like there's some deeper meaning I just didn't like Incorruptible as much even, as I like I mean referencing an obscure Mark Wade comic from mm. like eight years ago is still you don't, I don't think you need to go that deep because okay. we just happen to know what go that, that is deep. I'm going to guess 97% of the people who saw this have never heard of that or Mark Wade or maybe that he's just friends with Mark Wade mm-hmm. or something like that like, maybe yeah, yeah it could be yeah but well I mean, you could say that Sam Rockwell's character arc follows that arc of mm-hmm. being a villain and trying to become more of a hero. Mm-hmm. He stops listening to his iPods and he becomes a good detective. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. He's always got his head. He's always got his earbuds in. Yeah, man. yeah. and it's, it's his downfall midway yeah. through. He's dancing because yeah. he always dan- when I saw this again at the draft house, mm-hmm. they uh, show clips before every movie mm-hmm. and they had a clip that was just a montage of Sam Rockwell dancing and oh, stuff, yeah. and it was awesome. <laughs> the one movie he doesn't do it in. He's in a music video. He's in a. He does a little mm-hmm. bit. He dances when he's mm-hmm. when he's like looking at case files. The hips do definitely his. move. He's yeah. got a Walkman on. My mistake. But uh, yeah, the only good person in this movie is Peter Dinklage, and he's barely there. <laughs> he's barely in a mullet. There. Like, god damn, why, why don't more people love this movie? I'm not really sure why he was there, him in particular, and then, like, a couple people make fun of him for being a little person. Is like. Mm-hmm. Which is where, not a word they use to where, describe No, they, no one. <laughs> Every single word you're even, not supposed to use anymore is used constantly. His friends don't call him, like, a little person yeah. or say he's of not typical height or the something. Words everyone, in the everyone calls him a midget. I, I think. Which is. He's not a midget anyway. <laughs> He's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. But it's I a think difference. that's that's a lot of people's problems with the film. There, every single character uses use the word "none of us would you" using the show, even if we were quoting somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every single character uses those constantly, and therefore they're automatically read as bad people. But like, I love it. This is an Irish playwright yep. who's writing this movie i think it's a mild condemnation of america from the view of an outsider and it's not too dissimilar from certain things i grew up around and i don't mm-hmm. know just the whole the billboards throw the whole town into chaos it's uh yeah. but I thought on this the other hand movie. like i mean you could say like oh it's making fun of rural americans mm-hmm. but we learned sam rockwell you mm-hmm. know beat up on a black guy yeah Mm-hmm. But everyone gives him shit for that. Yeah. And not just like, oh, you've been beating up people. It's like, oh, you're looking for some black people to beat yeah, up on? Yeah, he's like a pariah in the town. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't see a lot of black people around. Yeah, the dude from Get Out, really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who he eventually throws out a window, yeah. uh, really gets on him for it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, is that the worst thing he does that we see? That because we see. Him, yeah, because him beating on a random black dude is fucking I disgusting. Who yeah. did he, for all we know, like, yeah, he could have done much worse things, and that was just the time he got caught. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably true. And then, yeah, he he beats up a random guy just because because he's because he's mad. So mm-hmm. he tries to murder a man, mm-hmm. and yeah, so people are mad that like, oh well, his, his character gets redeemed at the end because he's gonna do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna murder but another person. No, and no. she's gonna murder. A gonna person. do some dumb vigilante shit. Yeah. yeah, he he does do something self-sacrificing to help. Uh, Francis McDormand's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he self he gets his ass kicked for a reason to try to help her. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like that's redeeming yeah. everything he's done. Nope. He's starting to get redeemed. I think the movie then, intentionally does not redeem him. No, yeah, and then no, nothing comes so. of it, and he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, 
what was it like basically like well I, he said he raped somebody so let's go kill him <laughs> yeah they don't they even say like we don't know if he did anything yeah. but yeah. Uh, we're gonna go you just all you have to go on is a conversation in a bar yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which he just happened to be around during mm-hmm. but and then uh, that's also a part of the backlash is like he didn't do any detective work there but the point is that he you know I said it flippantly but he took his earpod he took his iPod off he was listening yeah. he's paying attention well, Woody Harrelson told him earlier yeah he that said pay that attention is, that is what detective work is like a lot of these guys we don't find them until years later when they start talking to their cellmate because they got busted for something else or they start mouthing off in a bar mm-hmm. and that gives you that one piece that you needed to find the rest of the evidence and mm-hmm. catch the fucker yeah and then he does it yeah. but it, yeah I feel like nobody gets redeemed and I even no. said even like Peter Dinklage like he is basically entrapping her. Like, that's yeah. a problem, too. He's basically using coercion. He's blackmailing He's her. telling her she's bad for not wanting to date him, which is pretty bad. Like, and that's also the nicest she's been to anyone at any part of the movie, and you're well, making it a problem. She's never nice to him. No. no. Uh, she's, well, no, yeah, she's using it for her own things, too. You're right. But, she's uh, never nice to but him. But she's at least, like, a little polite, but which you don't see His whole thing her. about, like, what? how am I forcing you? I just asked you to dinner. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but he's also kind of blackmailing her. He yeah, he's doing... He's no one's great in this movie but it's no. but that's you know. that's it's unlike every other movie in this in this that we've talked about i think it's a comedy i think it's a yeah. really really yeah. dark yeah. comedy it's like a coen brothers movie like mm-hmm. you, oh, you gotta see very, it. maybe very, you have to yeah. see it twice to be like oh yeah it's really in fun. the audience i saw it with opening weekend was fucking cracking up i was sort of astonished when matt clued me in that, like there was a backlash to this movie that people fucking hated it and like mm-hmm. really when Fuck. it won the globe like twitter was like Immediately, it's 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 people call it the new crash. They call it this year's crash. Oh, so come unfair! Come on, yeah. that look, is so. I had the mis- so not true. I had the misfortune of she- seeing crash. That's an ill informed. I've opinion. never seen crash. I never it, will. Yeah. Don't don't. Bother. No, I saw that Steve Martin one. What's that one? <laughs> what? There's a Steve Martin movie that's just like mixed Crash. Nuts? That's <laughs> got to be Mixed Nuts. Mixed Nuts would be a better name for it. <laughs> but it's it's another like we're what? all different races and we became friends and I forget what it's oh. I forget what it's for. It's set at Christmas. There's yeah. there's some good performances in Crash. That's the nicest thing I will ever say about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to figure it's, out what it's movie mockish. you're talking about. But mm-hmm. come on. It's it was up against Brokeback Mountain, which is like I, it's the only other movie I've I've thought about with, to compare. Mm. Call me to your or call me by your name mm-hmm. with in, mm. in that they both cover. No, you know, are they gay or are they just in love with each other? And how does that affect people? But I'm sorry, Brokeback Mountain's way better. Mm-hmm. Is it? Then call me by your name. Brokeback Mountain's a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I'm right. Sorry, well, dude. better than Call Me by Your Name. Better crash. Better than both. Uh-huh. Sorry. I wonder if if better Call Me by Your Name okay, wins well. after Moonlight last year, are people mm-hmm. going to say like the Academy is trying to make up for snubbing Brokeback Mountain? Mm. I'd be okay with I, that. But that's, I'm okay. kind of okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Well, I guess we can end this. The Oscars are fucking SJW now. Yeah. Well, uh, now? People. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we end this real quick uh, with our, our last final sketch of the uh, evening, even though it's kind of afternoon right now. Uh, well, three billboards. Imagine this got so much attention from the news and not just moviegoers that uh, buying out those three billboards became an incredibly popular thing to do. Want to get yeah. a statement across? Head on over to Red Welby and buy yourself three billboards. Don't cost much. Uh, Come on down. <laughs> and, here, and this is what it would sound like. I got to hand it to you, boss. Letting that lady use our billboards to rag on the cops was a giant boon for this business. Why do you think I had to go and hire all of you? I need all the manpower I can get around here now. But I gotta say, I'm still scratching my head a bit. I mean, this ain't exactly the most effective form of advertising. More people saw them three billboards on Instagram than outside Ebbing, Missouri. Be that as it may, Mildred sent a powerful message. 
It's sweeping the nation. It's like a hillbilly haiku. Powerful, maybe, but we got a real shit pickle on our hands now. Seems all folks want to do is use them three billboards to make statements to express personal outrage. How's that our problem, exactly? Sounds like good business to me. Well, there are only three billboards, so we got to be selective with what messages we attach our name to. I suppose we probably want to tread lightly when aligning our business with any sort of political affiliation. Actually, most of these range from grandiose to pretty petty. Well, let me hear one of them, our uh, billboard submissions, then. Uh, here's one. This here comes from someone named John Galtz Fedora. Only angels can fly, not corpses in space. Women are ruining Star Wars. Oh, Oh, come the fuck on, you dumb motherfuckers. If you've been alive for longer than 30 years, 50 fucking things have allegedly ruined the most beloved franchise ever. You know, fans are really the one ruining Star Wars, you ask me. Throw that one in the fucking trash. What else you got? I got one. Y'all ready? Respect thy creator. There's room for only one in the sky. Joel Hodgson is the one true host of MST3K. Ah! Mystery Science Theater 3000? That series just done rebooted. Why are you gonna throw Mike Nelson on the bus now? Give me another one and no more fucking sci-fi. Okay, uh, warning y'all. This one looks kind of heavy. Babies are born innocent. We should protect them at all costs. All grown up, ruined Rugrats forever. Understand, y'all, this ain't a fucking tweet. And who exactly is a statement like that supposed to point to? A retired Nickelodeon executive? All Growed Up was pretty bad, boss. You hear me say a kind word about fucking All Growed Up? Pile of shit. What's the next one? Come on, give me something good. Alright, this one's good. Beware false prophets. The devil has green eyes. Sonic should not be in 3D. Now, God damn it, next! Innocence stripped away. The unborn scream unheard. New DuckTales is an abomination. God damn it, I chose fine! You! Okay, my turn. You're gonna love this one. Respect the Holy Trinity. Fuck the nanny state. Wind Waker is not a true Zelda game. <laughs> oh, come the fuck off it. That complaint is old enough to drive a fucking car. Besides that, Wii U remaster was excellent. God damn, y'all got anything positive we can post on them to our billboards? No. Not really. Uh... I kind of do, boss. All right, hear me out. Darkest Hour don't deserve an Oscar. Christ, here we go. Neither does Three Billboards. Huh, go on. Blade Runner 2049 forever. God damn Well, shit, we have ourselves a winner, y'all. Grab yourself the poster crew and some impact ball. We got Billboard to do. You made it, people. It is over. It is absolutely over now. Did we run like three and a half hours like the Oscar show does? Uh, (laughs) Go over time. Yeah, well, no one got played off this time. I thought it was pretty brisk. Mm -hmm. Last year, it was like three three full hours, if I'm not mistaken. Remember that year they did that with the Jaws music? Yes. A couple years ago. Yes. Seth MacFarlane year. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's why. 
Fuck him. But yeah, I'm less excited. Yeah. I'm less ex- strangely less excited about the Oscars than I was last year. But I think that was that like how hard I was pulling for Moonlight, mm. um, and I didn't think it would ever win in my wildest dreams. I'll never be rewarded with that situation again. Yep. I, and in such a perfect way. I saw the Academy Awards like a pot. A pot. We're so sorry that happened. The guy who did that is fired. Like this is the greatest thing that ever yeah. happened. Promote him. <laughs> Have him fuck up something else. Like yeah. that was a crazy moment. Yeah. That like, felt really good. Like that one year when the sound was fucked up. Was that last year? Remember the year that like the sound just they couldn't get it right. Oh, you fired all that guy. Yeah, but he didn't create an awesome moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's great. But this year, I, I'm not pulling super hard for anything because I kind of like a lot everything I've seen, and I can see other than Darkest Hour, which yeah, like yeah. I will fucking I will go sports fan and tear up a town if Darkest <laughs> Hour somehow wins Best mm-hmm. Picture. Yeah, but everything else, like, yeah, I get it. Speaking of sports fans. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, if Roger Deakins does not win the Best Cinematography Oscar for Blade Runner, and mm-hmm. I know we keep bringing up Blade Runner, but Roger Deakins is a god among humans. He's literally the best at his job. Yeah, yeah. One of probably the best five at his job ever. He's like the John Williams of shooting Of things. cinematography. Yeah. And, and, he seriously is. And he has never won an Oscar, whoa. even though he yeah. has earned it many times over. Skyfall, he got robbed. Mm. Um, Assassination of Jesse James, he got uh-huh. robbed. Yeah, oh, I will flip a car and set it on fire. I swear to God. That's it. M- notice I'm not specifying the size of the car. <laughs> I will riot if Roger Deakins does not win. Mopeds uh, count. I will riot. Watch the news, guys. <laughs> mm. that's it a, will that's, happen. What a great segue, Diana. Uh, movies you think should have been nominated. I, I think we're all uh, woman I, flips Hot Co- Wheels car Co- Co- in San Francisco. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've said that on our other show, but like Matt's a huge fan of Blade Runner. When Blade Runner twenty forty nine came yeah. out, I rented it, I watched it, I fell asleep, which always happens to me in Blade Aww. Runner. I want to love it. I understand why it's important. It. That's it's, another one for the big screen. Though. I know, but yeah. I can't help oh, it. Like it I'm talking like plenty of sleep, no booze, like just conked out That's in the middle of this one, fucking it's movie. It's like Call Me By Your Name or some of the other movies we talked res- about today. Like, you just, just enjoy it. I just respect yeah. Blade Runner. Wash I've seen it you. five yeah. or six times. It's just like, it's not something I'd call my favorite. And then our, my buddy's like, you want to go see 2049? I'm like, sure. It blew my fucking mind. Everything everyone's yeah. ever said about Blade Runner, I mm. all of a sudden like was like whole hog into. This is one of, it was one of my favorite movie experiences and it was in like that big ass IMAX theater that mm. rumbles your fucking stomach. I did not get to see and, it in IMAX because I had not gotten my movie pass yet, so I paid to see it twice in regular screens. I was like, I'm not paying fourteen. I have, to see it on I IMAX. have never seen anything in that theater where I've appreciated it more from being in that theater. Mm-hmm. But like that movie soundtrack and that movie's tone and tension, like Everything that was about it, fucking uh, awesome. It is, it is a perfect l- film to me. It I is, don't think there's anything l- wrong with it. It is a little long. Disagree. It's, well, <laughs> Take it up with the original Blade Runner. Well, let me, let me get to this. It's a little bit long, and there is a sequence that feels like, wait, is this an outtake from her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that of, of all the movies this year, that one and Dunkirk, I think, have stuck with me the most. Mm. Maybe Shape of Water. Of movies that's like, I'm still thinking about them the next day. I still have like a neat feeling as I think about them. Yeah, I like 2049 more than I like original Blade Runner. Man, I could have done without that. I could have done without the scene where like Harrison Ford drinks some whiskey and starts sparking and smoking and going, beep, boop, I'm a robot. So on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep, get off my plane. (laughs) I know. Oh. oh no, that's not even. Wait, that's not even the script. He's actually a robot. <laughs> firewall, firewall. Wait, is that a robot thing or a movie thing? <laughs> uh, and also, I think you were gonna mention it, Matt. I, 
one of the best movie experiences I had in theaters was Coco. Coco, I fucking oh, love Coco. Still I saw it. Seen it. Still yeah. seen it. I didn't. I didn't expect to love it that much, and it just blew me the fuck away. I saw it three times. Once mm-hmm. at Disneyland at the theater that either just was or was about to be bulldozed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. That that's like what I just said about Blade Runner. Like it felt like a religious experience. It felt like this is what I want. Like this is everything I come to the movies for. I'm, I love it. I was crying the whole time. It had twists in it that I I don't know if I didn't see coming or if I just yeah. given mm-hmm. myself up to the movie so hard that yeah. like it's rare for me that I incorrectly guess or can't guess a movie's twist. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, and like I oh that one actually surprised me, and then it kind of didn't because and like it, oh yeah now it makes sense. A kids animated movie made me like mm-hmm. just feel, it was the same thing with uh, I felt about Star Wars mm-hmm. and I a couple Blade Runner surprised me. I haven't seen Coco. Oh sorry, <laughs> what are you talking about? Both of them same thing. Yeah. Like it's I I felt like oh I didn't know that like a Pixar movie could make me feel this way still. Like I same when I saw. Last Jedi, I was like, wow, a Star Wars movie made me feel things. That's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> I didn't think that Dude, could happen. You would hate this. A friend of mine... Uh, Star Wars is the worst movie because it made me feel things. <laughs> I, I, was talking, I was talking to her about Coco, and she saw it, and the power went out with 20 minutes left in the film. <laughs> oh, fuck. They, they gave her a refund, and in like every, like I'm talking to her, like, Coco's the best film. She's like, I saw it, and like, and she... What you? I saw it. What did you think? Did you like it? Like I didn't see the end. Like every didn't week, see the end. every week I text her. Like, are you are you fucking kidding? They gave you vouchers. Go see the end of fucking Coco. That <laughs> it fucking floored me. The end of Coco is yeah. like one of the greatest endings. It, the last, the not even just the ending. The last twenty minutes. It's yeah. all really fucking good. And I'm yeah. like, I'm on her once a week. Every time I think about it, like, go see Coco. Mm-hmm. Go see Coco. Here's your weekly reminder to go see fucking Coco. It's incredibly well designed. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. The music is all amazing. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got one of the best kid performances vocally I've like I've heard in a very long time. Yep. Which you know, Pixar's done a million. Well, times. And one of yeah. those Pixar touches that like makes them always look better than DreamWorks films. That these are yeah, they're all skeletons. They all move differently. Mm-hmm. They all mm-hmm. do different things that you than you've seen cartoon characters do, and it's fucking red. Hey, and like hey, I saw, can I can I bring this whole circle around Please. though? I'd be interested to see if you, uh, what you guys thought of uh, Book of Life. Did anyone see Book of Life? I've not seen Book that yet. I really Life, would no. like to. Brings mm-hmm. it around to Del Toro. Yeah, mm. I really want to watch that. I, I when was... the they first uh, like the trailers came out and stuff, everyone said that. Yeah, no, this movie was announced a, ten years ago. Yeah, it's like a fairly semi-independent uh, animated movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, I remember I the poster like hung in the mission like for like two years. <laughs> I mean, obviously Ron Perlman, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as a vocal actor, he's always killing it. And this is the second Disney movie within two years where, like, every single person in this movie is correctly cat. Like every single mm. person except John Ratzenberger, who has one line. And he talks. <laughs> he talks through very thick braces and says one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, same with um, you know, the Disney good luck charm is Alan Tudyk. Now mm-hmm. they had to put mm-hmm. him in Moana, but he plays a chicken, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> so it's the same. Like Coco, like everyone's Mexican, and they even like. They're like I was like man there are like fifty huge Mexican actors they could have put in there but it's Pixar and they don't do it they're like yeah Benjamin Bratt's yeah. one of the main characters in our kids movie like and they don't okay. they don't skimp yeah. on the Mexico at like, all no not at all it's not a idealized place in Mexico it's like mm-hmm. a pretty pretty normal yeah. place in Mexico the closest mm-hmm. I've had to that is like Black Panther like you went fucking yes, whole yeah, hog it, with this and the representation of. Mexi- Mexican culture is like yeah the film like just fucking just bathed in that it's really it's a fucking movie. cool it's a kids movie about border patrol yeah. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> oh goodness yeah it's, um, it's absolutely stellar and see it more than once because you pick up on some stuff that are that's like cra- the stuff that's like oh yeah that makes perfect sense or th- a lot of stuff is seated very early in the movie and I would like to champion Bright you no, know, it no. didn't come out in theaters. Uh-uh. It's really no. Uh, but anybody else? I feel bad. I still haven't seen Mudbound, 
but uh, it's got incredible reviews. I think it's nominated for Mary J. Blige Academy Award nominee. Mary J. How Blige. Yeah, original song. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Supporting actress, bitch. No shit. But also song. Uh, also song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I didn't. Oh, yeah, she nom- uh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I think no, it's, it's nominated for screenplay too, and I'm gonna watch it probably this weekend. I think it's got a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's, damn. it's supposed to be. Just, I went to watch it last night, great. and then we watched a I different f- movie. I feel really bad. I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. It's okay. My Mm. Uh, well, I'm I, again. I'm disappointed. Big Sick didn't make it in yeah. consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Um, it I, I wonder in. if that's because it's a uh, well, it's an Amazon funded movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I do kind of wonder. It's like, is that kind of snubbing the new guys? Because like, you're not really a movie studio. You're. A, mm. I mean, I mean, you're Manchester by the Sea was a yeah. yeah. oh, yeah, that's, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, and it got nominated for screenplay, which uh, that's mm. a that's a good place for it to be if it's not going to get nominated anywhere else, but. I can't believe saying that Ray Romano probably should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Yes, that was yes, really he good. Got, yeah. He should have been in the best supporting category. Yes. Ah, my daughter's sick. Have, have, you, have you ever seen that, that show, uh, Men of a Certain Age? That show's fantastic. He's no. fantastic on that. Yeah, He's that like, holy shit, Ray funny. Romano's a good actor? No, yeah. but we're like the only two people who watch vinyl. <laughs> no, I watched all, the first episode. All the way, no, we watched Bowed. it all the way through, and he was so fucking great on that. Mm, yes. God damn. Co-starring was, Griffin Newman, who was also was mentioned in this podcast. the best part of that show. I lost all the money. Oh, no. I, got, I did too much cocaine last night. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> that's why I sound like this. I can't pay for the bar mitzvah now. Oh, my God. Uh, it was a bot mitzvah. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael bad. Stuhlbarg. Yeah. Motherfuckers in three best picture nominees this Which year. Ones? Uh, oh, yeah. He's in The Post. He's in Call Me by Your Name. He is in Shape of Water, and he is amazing oh, in all three of them. He should. He could be nominated for any of those. The fucking accents he does in Shape <laughs> of Water. No, no, no. Michael exclusively acts in Oscar nominated movies. You need to get there. He's a serious man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking. All right. So last question. Which? What are you rooting for to win? Or what do you think you'll? What? I don't know. Just for best picture. Yeah, for best picture. Man. I, I, you know, I think I was gonna say it might be three billboards, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's between three billboards and Shape of Water. I think it's between Shape of Water, which means that might they might cancel each other out. We might get a, a spoiler. Oh, oh goodness! Yeah. I think it's between Shape of Water and Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like three billboard shape of water get out. Those that would yeah. delight me yeah. to no end. If yeah. it's honestly everyone except for Darkest Hour, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with. And I, I mean, I know you like Phantom Thread. If that won, I would actually be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty fucking jazzed if it won. I would I, be. That's just, one of my top ones. I would be shocked because it yeah. seems that like it's the kind of movie that everyone goes, "Yes, that was good." We nominated <laughs> and nobody votes for it. Phantom Thread. It's no one's favorite movie. Just we're, everyone knows it's. We're good. sorry. There will be blood. Didn't win. Jesus. Yeah. Here's your award. It was my number it's two true. of the year. So it's tech legally. It's my favorite movie on this list. But uh, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, uh, Lady Bird, Get Out. Any one of those would be. Oh. But Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. Is that my I, pick? Dude, I, just, I think that's a, like what Diana said with like canceling out. Like I think that's the dark that, horse. That's yeah. I, think I can that's see that taking them. I just yep. fucking I love I love Italian just Italian yeah. countrysides and watching that shit happen. Just yeah. give it to me. Could I, happen. If I had I to pick a, a number three, if I had to rank them in the order in which I think they would win, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. would totally be my number three. I watched Amarcord not that long ago, so like oh. <laughs> I'm also in that mindset. I mean, oh, I, I think in terms of my favorite, it goes uh, Shape of Water, Get Out, Dunkirk. Um, and then three billboards and uh, call me by your name. Mm. It'd be cool to have all the stuff that happened just this month with Black Panther lead mm-hmm. into Get Out, win something. Like so just to be cool. like Hollywood, be like, what do we do now? I can absolutely see it happening. 
Yeah. I, I really can't. But also yeah. Lady Bird to yeah. have to have the you know I think that movie also represents win would be every, so many movies this yeah. year represent something that I would yeah. like to see win something and yeah. then in six months we forget about it. <laughs> yep. Not true. Yep. Yeah, can you remember what was nominated last year? Yes, we talked about all of them. Yeah, just mm-hmm. Moonlight and La La Land. Yeah, yeah. La La Land, Moonlight. Uh, the Jesus, I forgot the Hidden name. Figures. Of it. Kevin uh, Kevin Costner does the space thing with the black uh, ladies. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Yeah, Manchester and by the Sea. Manchester. Just to buy the sea, a bunch. Yeah. Of, yeah, you're right. A bunch of forgettable movies. Yeah, some. Well, um, you know, hidden figures. I still don't. That one's holding I up. I remember <laughs> hidden figures mostly because I remembered Mahershala Ali was in two of the Oscar-nominated movies, mm. Moonlight and Hidden Figures. And mm. Hidden Figures. In yeah. any other categories, you want to uh, shout out any any favorites or nominations? I really would like Coco. Frances McDormand to win. She only has a Best Supporting Oscar. No, no, she was Best Best uh, Actress for Fargo. Fargo. Okay, yeah, for, that's I don't know why I thought it was supporting. Ago, Coco should win Best Song for show. Like, what mm-hmm. else is going to... And this is a hell of a year for Best Song. Remember mm-hmm. the year that it was two? And you're yeah. like, Brett McKenzie won an Oscar. That's super cool, but there's only two songs. No, I actually have to, like, listen to all the songs to try to figure out what, what's going to win. Justice League got robbed. It should have been for Best Picture. Yeah, Joss uh, Whedon had Zach, fucked it up. All Zach along Snyder. the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix from Suicide Squad. Zack Snyder the leaving the, the DC universe is the worst thing. I'm just kidding. I hate all that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite... My favorite categories are the supporting actor and supporting actress this year mm-hmm. because supporting actor, actually, honestly, both of them, it's like anyone wins, I'll, I'll be quite happy for them. Supporting actor in particular because I think it's all career awards mm-hmm. across the board. Willem Dafoe, I think, is the front runner yeah. for Florida Project. Oh my God, he's so fucking good in that movie. Woody Harrelson is great. And Sam Rockwell are great for three billboards. Richard mm-hmm. Jenkins deserves a career award. And uh, Christopher Plummer sneaking in there yeah. for, mm-hmm. for his, like, hey, uh, could you fix our movie? Him mm-hmm. and Michelle Williams are the only reason to watch that stupid, boring movie. Yeah, it, it wasn't very good. Michelle it's Williams so is great, though. She's they're both amazing. Always amazing. Whenever they're on screen, you're like, oh, my God, I'm, do I love this movie? And then when they're not, you're like, this is so boring. Yeah, but then supporting actress, I mean, for me, it's the battle between, uh, it's a mom battle between uh, Laurie Metcalf <laughs> And uh, Alice and Jenny for I, Tanya, who mm. I think might have become the front runner. Really? But I actually, I really liked I, Tanya. I have not seen I, Tanya. And it sugarcoats the shit out of everything, but <laughs> yeah. Alice and Jenny is exactly what you want her to I be. Like, a giant fucking bitch. I liked it a lot. I really, really liked it. But it's I feel similarly to, not to the extreme of Darkest Hour, but I was like, this is like the best Lifetime movie I've ever seen. Like <laughs> this, is, But I still could have, like, I feel like besides the performances, not much puts that movie... Uh, over for me, especially the like jiggly CGI face put onto yeah. the spinning. Li- anytime she's spinning, she's doing so much of that skating. But when she does something crazy, you're like, wow, yeah. they just really that they, they photoshopped her yep. on there. And uh, and one last chance to get some of the the comic book nerds back on board. Logan got nominated for screenplay, and I yeah. think that is outstanding. Yeah, that uh, yeah. You know, I keep forgetting. Oh yeah, that was this year, and that's one of my top mm. ten of the year. And it's an astounding film. If it weren't, so, if weren't for film. the last third, I would say it could win. <laughs> like, like, leading up to seen, that, uh, Brigsby Bear nominated for something. Maybe Mark oh, yeah. Hamill for Best Supporting. That oh. was great. Or even uh, Kyle Mooney. He's great yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And he wrote, did he write it? Thank you very Forget. much for giving me that feeling. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Jesus. You haven't um, watched uh, Brigsby Bear yet, Chris? No. I think you oh, like it a lot. And of course. Boss Baby's a lock for animated. Um, oh, fuck that category. <laughs> fuck I can't that. even talk about I it. I can't believe that they bothered to just go to five nominees it's a, then. It's like, if those movies weren't animated, like, what the fuck would you ever call that category? The, like, the, these are, none of these things are related. The bullshit with your name, the fact that a silent voice didn't get nominated, <laughs> yes. and uh, that Lego Batman's not nominated. Fuck yeah. the whole category. The, the, the yeah, John yeah, Cena yeah. Bull movie is up against Loving Vincent. Yeah. Like, That's these... insane. <laughs> that category's always been bullshit. That is so funny. 
fucking crazy. It was made to be bullshit, and it's always mm. been bullshit. I fucking hate, except for Spirited Away, that category fucking sucks. Yeah. Mm. And I guess Frozen, that was cool. Because Frozen was the first time Disney, Disney won took it for Pixar. Yeah. 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 Inside yeah. Out won, right? Yeah, because so. that was the best movie of that year. So at least bullshit. Madagascar three was so uh-huh. good. The Lima guy and that is I'm done. Uh, but because that is it, that is it. We yeah. got to close this down. We had, just did another Oscar show about the worst Oscar winners ever. Yep. Uh, you can find that at LazerTimePodcast.com. Broadway Melody of nineteen twenty nine. You got uh, that one right. That is the worst movie. And uh, we are supported by Patreon.com slash LazerTime. I want to thank everybody out there for supporting us. If you have like five bucks to spare, we would really appreciate it. Uh, price of a cup of coffee. You can support your boys. Uh, you can support your boys. I don't know, indefinitely. We're, we're hanging in there. Uh, but yes, we have a bunch of free stuff over there. Not free stuff. Earn stuff, like in a bonus show. Mm. Commentaries, full-length movie commentaries, uh, cartoon video commentaries. That is exclusive for our patrons, giving you something back for helping us get by. Yep. Uh, where can people find Diana? Uh, I am on Twitter at LeCineNerd. Um, we'll be talking plenty about the Oscars and Oscar winners of the past, etc. Um, oh man, TCM's 31 Days of Oscars. Just, it's, oh, is that com- it's coming up? No, it's done, man. What? No, it's just wrapping up. Oh, Oscars but, this weekend. Or yeah, next, week, so, next weekend. Yeah, so, when you were uh, listening to this, it's Yeah, this I can weekend. also say that like you have a full week before the Oscars mm-hmm. uh, run, because we want to post this before the Oscars, before mm-hmm. we know the winners. So you got a full week for like comments and mm-hmm. like your picks and shout outs, start arguing with each other, fight to the death, you know, uh, kumite, whatever you want to do. Kumite. <laughs> kumite. Um, also, I'm on 302010, which is our weekly look at uh, pop culture that particular week, 30 years ago, 20 years, and 10 years ago. I think we've covered the Oscars for most of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we still we have the 80, the Oscars from 1988 coming up. Mm. That's back when it was like at the end of March or what? beginning of April. It used mm-hmm. to take for the Oscars used to be so fucking late. Well, that's mm-hmm. when movies like didn't come out in the first half of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they did, but like they did, know. but, but movies, then they stayed out for a year. So yeah, they would be out so much longer. But yeah, I'm so glad that they they moved the Oscars into February. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's it. I think. Oh, we've got so many good movies coming up in 1988. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. cannot believe it. You probably know me and my work, but in case you don't, I am the host of Video Game Apocalypse, which. Uh, Airs on the Laser Time Network every Friday, sometime early in the morning, and you can check us out either through the main lasertimepodcast.com page or uh, through at vigigameapocalypse.com. Uh, and Talking Simpsons, the weekly chronological breakdown mm-hmm. of The Simpsons, hosted by uh, Bob Mackey, Henry Gilbert, and myself. Uh, every Wednesday, check that out. Anything, am I missing anything, Matt? Uh, well, Talking Simpsons has its own Patreon, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, where they're about to launch. Uh, I, I actually don't know if they've announced the name of the Talking Tunes show, so I don't know if I want to say it yet. Mm. But uh, also, Talking Futurama is coming out, uh, so hit them up. Uh, and we've also got, I guess, YouTube.com slash Laser Time. There's stuff on there you can check out. Boom. Thanks you so much, people. We will see you next Oscars. Bye. I built your walls around me. White noise, what an awful sound.